yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome, 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 people, boys, girls, whoever, man. We back on the big broadcast, man. The biggest. The biggest in the land. Ain't no Rick Ross. <laughs> but we out here, man. Shout out to everybody who's tuning in, showing love. Uh, and we got to talk about basically the hottest thing going on on the net right now, man. The hottest thing going on on the net right now is that Kevin Hart interview, man. We got Bovice in the building, man. Because of... <laughs> I messed up. Yes, Cat Williams. Man, I'm already slow right now, man. I don't even know, man. The, the, the drinks ain't even hit yet. You know what I mean? But we out here. Uh, we're going to say this. This show, however ratchet or however crazy it gets, is brought to you by, uh, you know, Strongbow. And we're going to need Strongbow to come pull up with that sponsorship, man. We need y'all to give us that check. Send that check. Strong. Strong mind. Let's go. Let's go. By the way, man, as y'all come in, like the video on y'all way in. Everybody, anybody who's listening on podcasting platforms, give us those five stars. We need them reviews, man. Um, it really helps in the algorithm. Episode 68, man. And this is the thing I wanted to mention. One of the reasons that I even started the podcast is inspiration from Bovice, man. Dude was already podcasting from day one Whoa. and showed me, like, some inspiration, put me up on game. And uh, the rest is history, man. Shout out to you, dog. Yeah, shout out to him. Uh, yeah, at this point, I've done two podcasts. Yeah, yes, you've done two. two. Yeah. You've done two. Facts, facts. What a life. I don't, I don't think I'm going back. Whoa, 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 whoa! Stop the cat! I'm sorry. I think I think I think you you're maybe the most guest. You this is your third time on the podcast. I think it is. Yeah, you was you was here last year. We did a conspiracy podcast. Yeah, but there was there wasn't another one. Was there another one? I think there maybe there maybe there was maybe there wasn't. I can't remember. Okay, whatever. Yeah, you've been you you're more than once. I know that for sure. (laughs) You're a repeat guest. But but so 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 you're done potting. You're done with it. I think I'm done because we used to. I got into it kind of early. Um, yeah, you did. Me and a friend in high school, we mm-hmm. listened to a bunch of podcasts mm-hmm. uh, in the early days. So we, I think we started ours in 2017. Oh, yeah. Y'all started that early. So it was 2017. Yes. We went for a while. I think until 2020. It's fire podcast, too. I was listening all the time. And then obviously that ended. And then I did another one for um, University of Ottawa, my research lab. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was really, that was great. Talking to different people about mental health and everything, you know, mm-hmm. some clinical psychologists came on. You were on. Yes, sir. Of course, man. As well. So, yeah, I did too. And at this point, I don't. Yeah. I'm good. I, I prefer to be in a guest, you know, just. For sure. Out, talking to people, but I'm good for now. Man, and that's the thing I liked about your podcast that you did. You, you know, obviously, the one for school was more serious, yeah. more, you know, based on research, but. You know, when you and Azad were, were, were running your podcast, y'all would have a lot of fun on that, man. Y'all would have the jokes. Y'all would have the information. I, I really like that, bro. And, like, I really enjoyed watching y'all talk your stuff, man. And that's that's something that we try to bring. Well, I try to bring in my podcast. Yeah. You bring that information, but you have to bring the entertainment, too. You know what I mean? And the fun, man. You, you, you got to have fun. You know what I mean? And so this leads us to... uh. The Cat Williams interview, man. The cat, I, like, bruh, we've already seen it. I'm pretty sure you've seen it. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the highlight of it, man, and where he's talking that smack. 
<laughs> and we're gonna have some reactions to some of that smack that he talks okay so i'm gonna share my screen right quick a lot of people if you're listening to audio only podcast you won't be able to hear it you won't be able to see what we're seeing but i'm sharing the screen for our live watchers right now and uh fair use Fair use, YouTube, don't clap us. This is the big broadcast. Don't clap us, YouTube. Fair. fair use, fair use, and we're going to stop a little bit in between while he disrespect. By the way, quick heads up. The the, the interviews are 25 million in three days. Yes. Yes. Fam, 25 million in See, three days. That just speaks to the power. Power truth, right? Mm-hmm. And also the power of social media, the time that we're in. Because I think That's... everyone is, everyone's just sharing it. It got, it got viral because I heard about it from you. You posted something. Yeah. Uh, you posted like a little video on it. Did a video on it, yo. So I clicked the link. And I just woken up at like eight in the morning. I'm in bed, I'm rolling over. I'm like, uh, I open my phone. I'm like, what's happening? I Fudge. see your thing. Fudge. Click the link and I go to it. Watch the whole thing through. And then yeah. I sent it to like some friends. So it's just yeah, twenty five. It's insane, bro. And, and the thing is, it was going viral. Okay, so when you do a YouTube, right? Yeah. And you post something. You can go live or you can do a premiere. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or you can just post it like just right away. Out, yeah. Right. So it got posted as a premiere, right? And the thing about a premiere, similar to watching uh, something live, it has a live chat. You understand what I'm saying? So it has a live chat and a live feed. Like right now, we're live on YouTube. Slap the like, get in the comments, talk to us. We're interacting, we're having fun. So in the premiere, it had a hundred thousand people watching it live. A hundred thousand people, bro. And for me, I was watching parts of it live, and then I watch it after, mm. bro. A hundred thousand people was in there. Now, look, we only have right now. We have two. I think we have three at some point. But we, you know, hopefully one day we're gonna raise it up and move, move again. A uh, hundred thousand. The chat was rolling. The chat was rolling. And, and you know, then clips got put on Twitter and obviously Instagram and then became viral. Boom. And now you have what I argue would be, I don't think any interview is going to top this. I don't think any, bro, we started 2024 with violence. The Pure truth. violence. Truth of violence. Hell yeah. Or the violence of truth, rather. Let's get started, man. Jesus. You tell us why. People know I don't go everywhere. I'm not interested in talking to people unless it's like a Larry King or somebody of an amazing ilk that I would actually. Oh, damn. Okay, what's going on right there? Guess we'll pause it, let it load a little bit. Actually want to go talk to in real life. Okay. Um, I don't do it so I can sell product and I got things to sell, so let me come talk. Um, mm -hmm. I guess we can pause right quick on that. It's true. He doesn't do a lot of interviews, Kat. Does he have social media? or He does. He has a Twitter and Instagram, but obviously I think it's operated by his team. Like, he doesn't, like, okay, okay. necessarily tweet on... That chain, is, that chain is wild. <laughs> yeah, it's I, don't know, wild. I don't know if it's real, but that chain is wild. And he's wearing that Fendi. Like, he looks... He, he looks... <laughs> I don't know if this is fresh or this is whack, man. Get in the chat. Let me know what y'all think, man. <laughs> He's being himself, you know? Ratchet and right, ratchet and righteous. I guess so. Let's go. Let's go. You have a great <laughs> product here. And as a fan base, 
We love the attention that you spend on the guests. We, we love how much work you've done, how well you know them, how prepared you are. The same things that we liked about you in football. <laughs> you brought that on over. Yeah, that's true. That's facts, though. Over to here. And that's uh, why it resonates. And the reason I had to come is because you've made a safe place for the truth to be told. You know what I mean? Thank you. I appreciate and that. I have watched all of these lowbrow comedians come here and disrespect you in your face <laughs> and tell you straight up lies. <laughs> I'm talking Let's stop right there. <laughs> Comedians and lies. The smoke is starting. So I'm going to say it like this. Me, I'm a fan of Shannon Sharp. He's hilarious. And he's a good broadcaster. Obviously, he's not a journalist. And this is what people have to understand. You can't frame this interview as a journalistic piece. It's, it's weird to say, but bro is not Oprah. Bro is not, you know what I mean? he He's not a trained journalist okay i'm not giving anybody cars this is facts. Sad. you know everybody does not get a car with shannon sharp it, club it, Shay Shay, so. yeah, i mean club Shay Shay facts i look at it as an entertainment product how do you look at it bro so i i because you already watched it i didn't even know who shannon sharp was until he got on whatever that show was undisputed yeah. skip or wherever that that per other dude is yeah i'm kind of i'm very outside of the world um that he he lives in uh, for sure for sure so I didn't, I didn't. I mean, I didn't know who he was. I didn't even know he played football mm -hmm. um, or who he played for, or any of that. I just knew that he somebody he started a show, started interviewing people, and it became a thing for sure. Um, but he did seem like as an interviewer, he he was very mm -hmm. he let Cat talk, yeah, and then he'd kind of jump in with questions or kind of circle back. Yep. Some was you know like, hey, let's let's circle back on this thing. You said this, mm -hmm. that person said this. You know, it doesn't make sense. You know, so you know what's going on. So, I mean, he's a good interviewer in that sense, but he's sort of coming at it from, he didn't go to school for it. No, 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 no. Which actually might be better because he, it becomes more of a free flowing conversation. Absolutely. And you think about it like a podcast is yeah. a free flowing conversation. Yeah. Think about individuals like Joe Rogan, not trained as an interviewer or a journalist. He's a guy who just lets his guests talk. And this is the thing. I feel like, you know, Cat came here with an agenda, dog. And we get into it, man. Let's play. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go, man. Let's go. And of course, it's buffering when I wanted to go. That's hilarious. But long but story. I needed short, you to know why I came by. Yeah, I needed to tell. Let's go right here where he starts talking about it. And the movie came out. Where he starts popping it. Santa Claus. Now, let's. Three quick points. Three quick. You mean in Hollywood, they cast a five. You kidding me? You let Ricky Smiley sit here and you said out that mouth. It's oh, because no, no, you right made a safe yeah. place for the truth to be told. You know what I mean? Thank you. I appreciate and that. I have watched all of these lowbrow comedians come here and disrespect you in your face <laughs> and tell you straight up lies. I'm talking well, about things that have never been heard in all of Black Hollywood. They feel comfortable sitting here lying to you about it. You gonna set the record straight? Are you kidding me? You let Ricky Smiley sit here and you said out that mouth, you stole Friday after next, the one I was in. <laughs> I wish all, all of America fumbled a bit 
when that happened. And, and then he said some stuff that we haven't heard in 100 years in Hollywood. You ain't say nothing. This man told you he had Cat Williams' role. He was going to be Money Mike. Wait. And mm. Cat Williams was going to be fr was going to be the Santa Claus. Now let's three quick points. Three quick. You mean in Hollywood? Okay, let's just, let's just start off. <laughs> I'm going to pause it right there. I wasn't going to pause a lot. But for some background, right? Cat Williams popped off uh, from the role of Money Mike in the movie Friday After Next, okay? Mm. Ricky Smiley was also in that movie Friday After Next, right? Ricky Smiley plays the Santa the who robs people in the hood. Uh, Cat Williams plays Money Mike, yeah, the pimp. Like pimp you know what I mean? And everything like that. So Ricky Smiley had been on uh, Club Shay Shay before. And Ricky Smiley was saying how he should have had the Money Mike role, right? So Cat, as a fan of the, of the show, he took notes in his head. And he's like, oh, oh, that's what you said, nigga? <laughs> Let's keep going, fam. Hollywood, they cast a five foot five black Santa Claus that weigh 140. Oh, Lee. Strongbow, strong minds. Yes, sir. <laughs> Strongbow, man. We, we better get that check. We better get that check, man. The PayPal link is right there in the description. You better send that check. <laughs> Yo, on God, bro. On God. Uh, we're having some technical difficulties right quick. We come getting back to the back to the business, man. In general, right? I look at it like five pounds. That's your story. Your oh, story is the not. Ricky Smile. Or not. <laughs> I look at it like this, man. All right. In general, he's mad at a lot of comedians. And this is the clip that really got viral really mm -hmm. where he is unloading the clip on people right on these comedians in black hollywood of course he had different parts and clips that were talking about different people but this is the bulk of it where he talks about individuals in his game as well the comedians you know? that couldn't even do curse words because he had a christian fan base he was gonna play the pimp why you didn't ask him why has he played a woman in more movies than he's played a man well, I didn't know he, he shouldn't be able. You wouldn't let a, 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 a athlete that been on steroids talk about one of the greats. I think I think I think he's talking a little bit of smack on Shannon. Shannon definitely on roids, bro. <laughs> I think he's talking about ish on on Shannon, bro. He's popping it. It's so funny because later on he um mm. he ends up talking about how Cat Williams' teeth got messed up and he had to get them fixed. Um, yeah. I, I got my teeth fixed just like you, Shannon. You see? Cat, Cat was just roasting everybody, including the interviewer, bro. Like, he was really popping it. It was popping it for real. Let's go. <laughs> Ricky Smiley can't act because Ricky Smiley can't act. He told you the story about when the movie came out. Where did he say he watched it? At home. He wasn't even at the premiere. You telling this man you stole that all oh, so he could get his name in the same sentence with a great one. It is sad. He was just that bitter when we were shooting it. He told everybody it should have been my role. Everybody on the scene. Why do you think no cast member has ever said anything?
he couldn't have played that role like you. I thought he, he Sir, was no one. <laughs> He's popping if um why no he was with KD? He beat up Terry Crews. Why nobody know this story? You talking about in Hollywood, they switched off. Jeez. Just take this in. How often is Shannon spoke, man? We're we're about how many how many minutes in are we? Like less than three minutes. Less than three minutes. Shannon done got in like four words. Yeah. Let's go. Bro, you take this and he what? So Ricky, Ricky Smiley knows this is because well why would he lie i don't know why liars mm. he's about to hit it with the bars but you two playing games with us it is what it is but like he was about to say all right let's pop it let's go jeez i will say this man as we continue going he chose the truth man he chose to smack a whole lot of truth juice. Now, it's no coincidence we see a Laportier. <laughs> Two big Laportier bottles over there. You know what I mean? So there's a chance that this amazing interview was induced by alcohol. There's a chance. Oh, I mean, alcohol has been inducing things like since, I mean, yeah, Alcohol-induced civilization. Alcohol-induced. <laughs> but I can tell you this. We auditioned in Los Angeles. Yes. I was audition number 201. 200 black comedians auditioned for the role of Money Mike with me. You're saying all 201 of us was auditioning and you had already had the role and had already shot the role in four days? Mm. The truth of the matter is the money Mike in the original script got raped in the bathroom. And that's what Ricky Smiley was okay with. Oh, I, just, I think we just got to pause on that. I think we're going to pause on that. Now, you know what I mean? If you're looking, you know, Friday after next, you know, money Mike is trying to run away from Terry Cruz's character, who's a convict, who's... <laughs> Clearly a homosexual. He's trying to rape. He's trying to, you know, what I mean, that's, that's, we ain't gonna sugarcoat it. But uh, he's saying that Ricky Smiley was okay with the script. Cat himself was not. And he's gonna go to a very profound point. Let's go. Let's pop it, man. Cat Williams had to take the risk in front of the studios and the cast and our powers that be in his very first movie and say respectfully, humbly, guys. If we're talking about anything else, I have no credibility and I have no pull. But we're talking about comedy, right? where I have all the credibility and all the pull. The problem with Friday After Next is we're trying to make a classic comedy. And this comedy involves a rape. And rape is never funny, no matter who it happens to or what the circumstances are. If you would allow me, to allow us to do this movie without a black man getting raped in it, I promise you that it will be twice as funny as it would be with him getting raped. Bars. You got to cheers to that, man. Let's cheers to that. What do you think, Bo Vice, man? What's, what's your... You know what I mean? What are your thoughts about that? I actually haven't seen Friday After Next. Okay. I've only seen All Friday. Good. All good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Shout out Smokey. Yeah, so I haven't seen the movie that he's talking about, but I mean, okay. he is right. 
you know, when is rape ever funny? It's not, you know, it's not. not. Um, And also, I think it gets back to something he was saying earlier about Ricky Smiley getting in a dress. Like, there's a trend in getting black men in dresses, which I don't... Come on, man. Inspirers, get it. I don't understand. Partly, it's like... um, I can understand it from the perspective of a filmmaker who wants to make a film about, you know, people, whatever, dressing in different ways or trying to, like, basically be incognito. Because that was kind of the whole point, right? Yes. Trying to dress to be, you know, you know, be look different, you know, than people would expect, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how do the actors feel about it and how do, they, do the actors have any say about them doing it or not doing it? That's what I've always wondered. And obviously yep. there's a bunch of, like, theories about why that's been done, especially to some of, like, leading actors. Martin Lawrence, Tyler Perry, of why it's course. been done to them. Um, at the height of their careers, um, I don't maybe not done to, done to them is a little wild. Why they've actually accepted to do it at the mm. height of their careers, um, and it kind of gets back to all this, we'll see that and the the you know them having that scene in the movie, which yeah. I was not okay with. Um, it, it's I don't know, it's it's all my my thing is right. You see it in a lot of comedic roles, right? Comedic actors, right? Martin Lawrence, and this one in this picture right here we see brandon t jackson who mm. actually you know cat is going to talk about later on you have individuals like cat williams not not cat when i'm saying kevin hart my bad um you know who cat is going to talk about soon you have jamie fox obviously Medea. you know what i mean yeah, tyler got the Perry, white chicks got uh, white chicks the, the wayans the yeah. wayans brothers so it's a thing and it's a trope that obviously white actors do as well you know what i mean yeah. we're not going to ignore that but it's just to be funny you know what i mean <laughs> it's to be it's to, to to get comedic effect obviously seeing a man dressed as a woman apparently is comedic but now it's we're in 2023 where you know a lot of men dress as women and you know they want to identify as yeah, women period you yeah. know what i mean and that also it kind of it brings up a question that's kind of yeah. interesting because it's like okay so stock on it bro. the funny and also the like identification question right of course if a man dressed like a woman is just funny mm-hmm. then what are we saying about the people who are doing that as right there's like there's tension there hey man you but still needs to be you know you go, you know what it is indirectly they're saying this is not only unnatural but it's comedic goofy it's goofy as hell and I think in our culture, in Black people's culture, African culture, African-American culture, Afro-Caribbean culture, a man dressed as a woman is not in our culture, dude. It's not what we do, dog. We, we're not known as that. You know what I mean? So when you see a man dressed as a woman, you feel me? It's, especially a Black man, feminizing that way. It's not only unnatural, it's almost insulting. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I'm going, I'm gonna go in, bro. Let's be real right here, right? If you just look about the history of you know men in general, right? Mm-hmm. Black men, you look at you know, American history, slavery, right? There was a term called buck breaking. Oh. So there's a term called buck breaking. And what is buck breaking? If y'all don't want to, if y'all don't know, y'all do research, but I'm going to break it down like this. Buck breaking is getting your male slave. This is slavery term. A a male slave who's more dominant, more strong, and the slave master would rape them in in front of other slaves to emasculate them and almost put fear into all the other slaves that 
you're you're seeing your strongest dude get dominated, right? So y'all have to, you know, be more scared and, and it's a psychological tactic. It's like seeing the strongest dude get beat up. You know what I mean? So that tactic was used a lot during times of slavery. And it was huge in Jamaica, in Jamaica specifically. So when you hear of Jamaicans maybe being very homophobic and things like that, there's almost like a genetic history behind that because a lot of buck breaking was going on by the slave owners in Jamaica a lot, in America, of course. So it's a sense, in a sense, it's to feminize and embarrass the black man. Do you understand what I'm saying? So buck breaking, there's even a documentary uh, by Tariq Nasheed that I recommend y'all watch when you get the chance. Buck breaking is the emasculation of the black man, right? And that is the core of why the dress or dressing up as a woman is something that Cat Williams was always against. Dave Chappelle was against. Eddie Griffin, a lot of comedians and a lot of black males. Like, have you ever seen Denzel Washington have a role with a dress? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> <Hands off. laughs> you know I mean? <laughs> oh God. Oh um, God. Oh God. But then but then this is, this is the alternate argument, which is yeah. this is acting. Mm-hmm. This is acting. I have written a yes. script for a certain thing, whatever it is, bam, what talent any whatever talent for any other movie. Oh god, yeah. Uh or Martin yeah. Lawrence, or Jamie Foxx. Um, I've written a movie, the script is about this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's acting. Like you don't need to you know, get that deep into oh, yeah. it. Just, this is a character, the character looks like this, character dresses like this, and they express themselves like this. Fact. Just embody the character and, you know, and do go the best of your abilities, right? 100%. Um, 100%. So there's that argument too. You have guys you like have Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold yeah, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, so it, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, yeah, of course, you know, the, the racial history, the history that you just talked about. Yeah. Right? of it um it's then also kind of like not just like the feminization of black men but also the feminization of men period you could say that too but also like calling grown men boys mm. like, kind of like, hey boy come here boy yeah for sure for sure there's it's it's all there so it's complicated but you know at the end of the day it's like if we're acting mm-hmm. and the role calls for person who's doing this and this you can say yes or you can say no Exactly. But then to complicate that, that even more, into these it. actors who kind of like it's it's their maybe one of their shot to like you know make some money, right? Yes. I, mean, I don't know how well off Brandon T. Jackson was before he did that movie. Yeah. It might have been like you know this is my chance to actually you know do something, make some money, support myself and my family. Facts. So I'm gonna do it, even though I don't want to do it. And, right? and, and you so know what? That goes to what Cat was talking about in the interview, right? Within his first role, he doesn't want a, a black man getting raped. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, you know, he doesn't want to wear a dress. He doesn't want to do that. Now, keep in mind, this is his first movie role. So that means that he has high integrity in what he believes in. Yeah. Whether that you can be interpreted or not. Like, look, look, we're looking at pictures of The Rock in this movie, The Tooth Fairy, right? This is before The Rock became The Rock. <laughs> you feel me? So he was wearing that dress, dog, throughout the whole movie. Now, is it funny to see a dude like The Rock wearing a dress? It's kind of funny. I ain't going to cap. You know what I mean? But in general, if he said no, do you, do you think they would skip over him? I think they would. They'll go somebody yeah, else. You say no, we'll skip over. And it's it's yeah. like, 
of course they're not going to him because he's you know the best actor they're actually going for him because of that like that tension yes we have yes. the rock right that, that uh, dynamic former That's... nfl player like the guy in wwe right exactly exactly now we're gonna take him and flip this flip the script as they say and make him you know become the two fairy and you know and i've actually seen the movie it's kind of cute i'm not gonna lie yeah yeah um, it's, a, it's a good family it, movie but the it, one you for know? Him because of that and that's the thing look at it like this man for me i wouldn't there's some things i wouldn't do as an actor right but to keep this in mind if you're trying to make it in hollywood and that's what we're going to talk that's what kaz going to talk about they almost force you in certain positions that are not only uncomfortable for you mm. but for what you represent and who you are you know yeah. what i mean if something is you know in the sake of being funny in the sake of getting a role in the sake of whatever right so for me i look at it like this bro don't do something you're uncomfortable with don't do something that's against your morals and your principles and your point of view i'll say that i'll say that yeah like uh for the way you said after like you know don't do something that's against your principles morals or whatever <laughs> i suppose to don't do something that makes you uncomfortable because being uncomfortable can be good right it's good for that's all right you need to, you need to step out of yourself sometimes still. to kind of like expand your worldview and whatever um yeah absolutely right and for that, actors yeah. like it if you're doing a role and the, the director wants you to do something you've never done before, yeah, and you're like, I, I don't know if I can do this, then it's it might be good. I'm obviously depending on what it is. Yeah, like, of if course. Wants of course. You to do maybe long, like long takes. Mm -hmm. When you, if you're used to very short takes, where you, you know you get to say your line and then they flip the camera, they get the other person's line. Yeah, they're, they're, but then the director's like, no, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it like this. The camera's here. Mm -hmm. We're just gonna do it long take. You say your lines, they say their lines, then we get this whole thing done in like four minutes. Fucks, fucks, fucks. That could be very uncomfortable for you, but in the end, it actually might lead to a better product. Okay. You don't get this very kind of choppy thing. So being uncomfortable is not always bad. It's just like what you said, mm -hmm. doing things that are against your, you know, your morals and your, you know. Yeah, and values. that's the thing, bro. If we go a little deeper, this could be in some type of humiliation rituals. Gonna talk, but anyways, cat's gonna pop it. He's gonna pop it off. Anyways, let's let's keep it going. Let's see what cat says essentially about the dress in this situation oh the rape scene in this situation so considering that's the real story why would you bring up that story 35 members of the cast and crew have never brought up that ricky smiley was gonna play money mike no one ever saw me put on a santa claus suit we got a wardrobe department they made a santa claus suit for me why that wasn't in the bloopers why and and here's the other thing Everything that Money Mike said, Cat Williams wrote. So what Ricky Smiley say on his? Mm. You can't say my lines, I wrote them. Ooh. That's how I already know that I'm going to be funnier than you. What he told everybody was, Cat Williams, hey, hey, don't nobody know who he is? I'm on the radio. I'm with Steven Said. Everybody know me. That's what he told everybody that would listen to on the set. That's the truth of the matter. He was so egregious, not now, then he was so egregious that, and Hollywood has never heard this in a hundred years. He was so egregious. I put in my contract that I won't work with Ricky Smiley again unless he's in a dress. Now, what was Ricky <laughs> Smiley's next movie? Was it First Sunday? Did he wear a dress in it? You bet he did. It's in my contract. Cheese! Let's pull it up, bro. Let's pull up. Let, let's fact check on this pod right now. As you see in the movie First Sunday, this is going to be on the screen for people watching it. 
Ricky Smiley is indeed in a dress. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even know who Ricky Smiley was before this whole thing. Yeah, he's never seen anything else he's been in. Ricky Smiley is like a low key comedian, but he's more so known right now as like a radio host. You know what I mean? But it was kind of popular a little bit in the nineties, early two thousands. But Ricky Smiley, <laughs> oh God, this dude does wear a lot of dresses in a lot of movies. <laughs> Jeez. I'm not going to play the reaction that Ricky Smiley had to it. Y'all going to do y'all research. But Ricky Smiley on his radio show the next day after the interview, he didn't necessarily deny it. He didn't deny. He said essentially that he had auditioned for the Money Micro. Mm. He didn't get it. And then he got the Santa Claus role instead. Right. Okay. okay. You know what I mean? But on the podcast with Unc Shay Shay a few months ago, he said he was supposed to be Money Mike. So I think that triggered Cat. Cat was like, we're gonna we gonna do some straightening. No respect. Let's go. Mm -mm. Telling you right now, man, this is a wild interview, bro. We're gonna go through it, man. You know what I mean? Let it play through. I appreciate everybody who's watching, who's checking us out, man. Slap a like if you can. Five stars on the podcast, and we're gonna have a deeper discussion after this, man. This though. Why would you put that in your in your contract, cat? That's where he's the a believable actor. <laughs> Him and Tyler Perry can't play a man to save their life. Oh, 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 they play oh, good oh. women, and I believe that the best actor should be in the best role. Rose. So that's why, because when we released that clip and he said that, you responded because he said he was supposed to play Money Mike and you were supposed to say, play Santa Claus. An outright lie. So That he knows is a lie. So why would he say it? Because he's a liar. Nobody knows why liars lie. And that's why I had to come right. on the program. Cedric did the same thing. Cedric told you when you asked him, did you steal Cat Williams' joke? Yeah. He said, it don't line up. How it don't line up that I did it on TV in 2018. You came to see me at the comedy store do it in 2019 and then did it on the Kings of Comedy. Like, what doesn't line up? I This is a televised joke that Mark Curry helped me punch up and get to the level that it was. The same. By the way, just a quick note. He's talking about 1998. He did the joke. Mm. Uh, 2000? In 2000, when the Kings of Comedy came out, that's when said. Pretty much did an alternative yeah. joke. And they had the two videos next to each other. He stole the joke, bro. He stole the joke, bro. He stole that damn joke. <laughs> Let's keep popping it, man. Jeez. Wild. Imagine you work on them things and just robbed. Luckily, I'm not a comedian. You can't rob me. <laughs> I'm not funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's that Carlos Mencia shit. Yeah, I mean. But it, it, I mean, it is like it's it's the world they live in, super competitive. And Steve that went to go watch Mark Curry do his whole sitcom and then stole everything Mark Curry had. Now Steve got a sitcom where he the principal and he wear a suit and he and then he gets this high top fade, making all black men think he got the best lineup in the business. And it's a man unit. Then you ask it, why you not a movie star? I didn't want to be a movie star. This the same Negro that hated on Bernie with this same thing. Ooh. I didn't want to be a movie star. No, you couldn't be a movie star. There are 30,000 new scripts in Hollywood every year. Not one of them asks for a country bumpkin black dude that can't talk good over KB and look like Mr. Potato Head. There ain't none.
You would have to have range. I played a lot of characters, 60 movie roles. I'm not playing Cat Williams in there. I think I saw him in it was in uh, Atlanta. Yup, yup. I don't know if yep. any of you Alligator Mind. Yeah, check that out. Because it's it. amazing. One in a world. Amazing. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. <laughs> bruh, I'm telling you right now, bruh. This was not even really an interview, bro. This was like a roast session. Cuz was just like, I'm just gonna go off on this. He's on the stand. He's like, Your Honor, <laughs> the truth, nothing but the truth. Nothing but the truth. So help me, God. And he's, you, you know, this, this is how you know this man is talented. Cause when I first watched this, not only was my mouth fully open, pause, I was, I was laughing, G. I'm still laughing right now. I don't watch this like maybe twice. Like, bruh was cracking, popping it. And that shows his talent, bro. He's saying the truth in a comedic fashion. Right? Yeah. And he's just rolling. You know? Also, I feel like for a comedian, you don't know any, there's no other way to be for a comedian. You just are. That's a fact. So the way that you express yourself is that it's like everything comes out as a joke. And also, because mm. people know you're a comedian, they expect, there's like a, like a, like a, like expectancy for a joke, for yeah. humor. Yeah. So like you know it, whatever it hits, just gonna make people laugh because everyone's kind of everyone's primed. Mm. But of course, he's, he's a great comedian. So he's gonna he's gonna construct things in a certain way. Yeah, right. Repeat things in a certain way. You know, to try to get that comedic effect because that's just how his brain is. I feel like uh, you know what I think, bro. I think if you're a great comedian, you just go and go, you, you can you can just talk and it's just funny. Yeah. There's mid to trash comedians. Who they do an interview, you bored. <laughs> You're like, what's wrong with this nigga? You know what I mean? Or like, what is but bro is so good at cracking jokes. He's speaking the truth, yeah, roasting and confessing. He's doing all type of it. I don't know. I don't know, cat. We might not let you drink anymore the way you you I mean, we ain't even got I'm not fueled by alcohol. I've had a sip less than you. The truth don't need motivation. I'm just saying I can't let these dudes lie. Cedric's sitting here telling you why he ain't a movie star. He over here look like a walrus. You didn't say nothing. He can't even get his arms off his stomach sitting over here. Why I'm not a movie star. What? You know, I'm offended, okay? As I represent the walrus community, Cat, cat just sent shots at us. Big boned and offended. <laughs> Bro, when he said that, it just motivated me to go to the gym some more. Oh, no, eat some carrots. A walrus. Like, who comes up with that? Nigga was popping it like a walrus. He didn't say no hippo. He didn't say no elephant. He said walrus. Man, let, let, me, let me just show y'all a picture of a walrus. We need to do this. We need to do this for referential purposes. A lying wars, lying through its tusks. That's crazy. These are fat creatures, bro. <laughs> Essentially, he called said the entertainer a fat creature. Let's get along. Oh my, Bruh. Oh, we never wrote anything. Remember, when Cedric the Entertainer starts, he's supposed to be singing, dancing, and telling jokes. That's why he's called the Entertainer. Right. We found out he can't sing, can't dance, and doesn't write jokes. 
He did four comedy specials. They're so bad, Shannon. They're not available on Netflix or Tubi. Can I say that again for the audience? They're so bad that they're not available on Netflix or Tubi. You don't think Sam's a good a good comedian? The world. By the way, just a little fact check. Said the internet has one thing on Netflix. Still, I get his point. He has one. Ne- you know what I mean? Cool fat checks. I like them. I like but them. but 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 it doesn't still change the point that he's a walrus. <laughs> World doesn't think that, sir. I have twelve comedy specials. He has four specials that are not available on Netflix or Tubi. It seems to me, Kat, that you had a lot to get off your chest. No, no. You wanted to set the record straight. Winners are not allowed to allow losers to rewrite history. Bars. Bars. Winners are not allowed to let losers rewrite history. That can apply in all type of areas, man. All type of areas. Now, Now, are these other comedians objective losers no they're successful in their business successful in their careers now the gravity and the level that they at obviously is not cats so cat as a comedian he's running laps on these boys so he sees himself as a winner which my bad let's keep it real not everybody the win is subjective it depends right like maybe they see themselves as winners. Maybe well, Sad sees himself as a winner. Maybe well, Rush no, in fact, Kevin Hart knows he's a winner. Of course. He thinks he's the winner. <laughs> Making <laughs> mo- trash movie after trash movie. Very weak movie. Look, look, okay. I used to like Kevin Hart and uh, me too in his early phase. Laugh of my pain. Uh we like that. So good. That's special. I don't know if who wrote it, if he stole any jokes. Anyway, we'll get past that. Yeah. But the moment that he remade um one of my favorite films, The Untouchables. Oh, that one, the French gentle shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, Based he, on the French film. Yeah, yeah he remade it into something way down, whatever, whatever the hell. He, yeah, him yeah. and uh, him, him and Brian Cranston. I was just like, bro, like I, I don't know who whose idea this was, but no, it was not good. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And, and the thing, here's the thing, right? You know what he says? He doesn't. He says winners don't let losers run the narrative or in the script or whatever. In that type, I'm paraphrasing, right? What he's saying is he he was so offended by all the mans, all them them people talking about him negatively or talking to him like he's a peon. You know what I mean? Talking down on him. And that's what fueled this, bro. That's what fueled this. And I kind of agree with that. If people are playing with your name, you're allowed to and you pro- you should correct them. Now, I don't think you're able to roast to this level yeah. <laughs> or do it to this level. But did you think this was like a revenge thing, or uh, do you think he was angry? He was calm? like, what do you think about this, man? Replay that. Yeah, let me go back. Let Replay me, that. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I got you, man. Are not available on Netflix or Tubi. It seems to me, Cat, that you had a lot to get off your chest. No, no. You wanted to say the record straight. Winners are not allowed to allow mm. losers to rewrite history. I don't say any of these things if my name is not breached by these people on your platform. Mm-hmm. So it's your thoughts, man. Winners are not allowed to let losers rewrite history. But the way that I, the way that I understood that the first time that I watched it, yeah, it's so interesting that you have a different take. But the way that I, yeah, talk to me. That's why you here, boy. The way that I understood it was, oh, yeah. he's saying that he's perceived as a loser. 
and they're oh. perceived as winners. So like Kevin Hart, Steve Harvey, obviously Kevin Hart is, is I think he has like a movie out He's every out year. Out of there, yeah. He was actually promoting a movie. Yeah, he was just promoting a movie. He's got comedy cat. specials every other year, movie out every year. He, it's like yeah. him on the Rock or like in a or like in a race, <laughs> a race off the cliff for sure. But, for sure, but, for sure. Like the way that I understood it, like in. In like in the public's mind, he's considered like kind of like the loser. Yes, and they're considered yes. they're seen as the winners because you know they're you know doing all these great things. Obviously, Steve Harvey has all this whatever hundred seventy shows. million shows. Yeah, Cedric's got his things going on. Ricky Smiley's radio show, whatever. So they're considered the winners and like kind of like how they're all clicked up, right? Yes, yes. And he is the loser, mm. perceived to be the loser, right? Because mm. he's the guy who's on drugs, he's the guy who's in prison every other week, he's the guy who's all yeah. all, all, all this crazy stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. And here he's like, he's kind of speaking from their perspective that winners don't let losers basically describe history, right? History is written by the winners. It's oh, written by the victors, God. as they say. That's how I understood it. Mm -hmm. But then he's like, no, nah, he's he's not accepting that. He's like, I'm going to come and speak what I know. Mm. Speak my truth, or however you want to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, I mean, and it, he knows he's he's better than them as a comedian. Oh, yes. And as an actor. Oh, yes. But just kind of like how it's perceived, you know, in the social milieu. It's like, he's a loser. They're the winners, because obviously they have this oh, absolutely. machine behind them pushing, you know, pushing all their, their, all their movies out and comedies and whatever the hell. Yo. So that's how I understood it, but I might be wrong. No, no, you're not wrong. You can perceive it any way you want, because this is the thing. This is the beauty about people being different, having different perspectives, man. You know what I mean? You're a smart guy. You're a smart individual. You know what I mean? So am I. very smart. <laughs> hey, man, this guy's a genius, man. Shout out to my cuz. But in general, man, yes. You know what I mean? Like you, your analysis, I fully get what you're saying. What you're saying is in the social, you know what I mean, economic atmosphere, everybody looks at, you know, Kat as a dude who has a bad reputation, who's a drug yeah. addict, who's always yeah. going to jail, who's always whatever, right? But keep in mind, I'm telling you, this man, he says later in the interview, he's he's on his 19th tour, 100 <laughs> City Tour. bro. if he's on tour that much, there's obviously people buying tickets. Yeah. And if he's getting tickets sold and he's doing arenas, like he says, and it's been proven, it means he's making a lot of money. <laughs> Look at the candy. Look at the chain. You know what I mean? Look at the hat. I'm sure the hat is like $500. Easily. This, this it, looks, man, it looks ridiculous, but... This man is wealthy. You know what I mean? It's not even a joke. So he's successful. And then when it comes to who's funnier, obviously that's a perception thing. Let's yeah. be real. You know what I mean? Because I'm telling you too, man, that early Kevin Hart, bro, <laughs> laughing my pains, you know, all that stuff. Bro, he was, I was dying. You moved around him. You know what I mean? It was like, you remember that shit? <laughs> I loved it, bro. I loved it. But his new ish, very trash. I'm going to be real. But even his movies, very mad to trash. But it is a perception thing, right? Yeah. Some people might find Kevin Hart to be the most hilarious nigga on earth. It is what it is. You know, what I mean? he, he he kind of is next to the rock because I know how people mm, are yeah. obsessed with their interviews. Oh yeah, kind of have funny. Like this, they had a good dynamic. Kind of got this block of wood. <laughs> this block of cider in the rock. Oh rock! And you got and you got Kevin Hart, who actually has some humor in him. Of course. So kind of like put next to you know next to each other. The juxtaposition is crazy. So for sure, Kevin seemed like this the funniest person on earth. And they are funny but, together, though. They are funny together. Yeah. I'm but, not and it's like, if you ever that. had an interview with, you know, him and uh, with Pat Williams and Kevin Hart, it's like, uh, comes up, you know, comes up with a joke. I don't know, but... I'm going to say this. If, 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 
Cat Williams and Kevin Hart had a roast off. Come on, man. We all know who went in that. <laughs> Cat is deep frying these niggas. Let's go. Let's keep popping them, man. They, if you give them a liar a platform to lie, then I, I'm not being messy by saying, hold on, that never happened. It's mm-hmm. untrue. And there are hundreds of witnesses for each thing I'm saying. So let me ask you this. What is your relationship with Steve Harvey, Ricky Smiley, and Cedric the Entertainer as you sit here currently? They, for 30 years, they're a group. These aren't three random guys. The way that Ricky Smiley kept appearing at all of my auditions is because of Steven said he would tell anybody that, listen, they got a gang on that side. They know what it is. They know who the gang is. Why Earthquake not in movies? Because he's illiterate. He can't read. And they found that out when they gave him a show and put the cards in front of him. Like all of these dudes are co-entwined and they share secrets. And this is the age of truth. And, and, and the truth doesn't need to be scared of the fact that people tell lies. Uh, cats on drugs. Where are the stories? Why is there no story of anybody who ever sold a drug to me, did a drug with me, was around me when I was inebriated? I got five daughters. I got five sons. Why would we tell these ridiculous stories? Because it's competition. You you feel like. By the way, I'm just going to do a quick fact check. Five daughters, five sons. I thought he had seven kids. Yeah, actually, I think, yeah, he has a lot of kids, bro. Maybe three or four identifies kids. I don't know what's. So I think he's adopted. Like, so if you check his Wikipedia right quick, right? I'm just going to pull up his Wikipedia right quick. If you go right here, he has eight children. So one biological, seven adopted. Maybe this is not up to date. True. You know what I mean? There might be some things up to date, but I wanna I wanna I wanna open up on something else too. If you there's a show I watch, right? Mm-hmm. A good podcast I watch called Back on Fig. Okay. <laughs> and it's very entertaining. It's about um, you know, let me let me let me share this tab right quick. So back on fig is a podcast YouTube show that is uh based on uh, a guy called T-Rail, a guy called Smack, two best friends, and uh, the wife uh, of T-Rail called Heather, right? Now, it's made to say back on Figueroa Street, and Figueroa Street is infamous in L.A. Um, for being a gang type of street, you know what I mean? A lot of prostitutes go there. It's, it's the hood. It's the block. And they represent a gang called Hoover, right? Okay. Smack, right, who was one of the co-hosts on this show, right had a show right yesterday they had a show yesterday and smack claims that he saw kevin hat smoke crack Cat. Cat, sorry my bad cat williams smoke crack you know what i'm saying so there's some dispute to cat actually never doing hard drugs now keep in mind this is all hearsay this is all alleged you know what I mean? Yeah, and if you're looking at it, this is the podcast. You're also going to say he sold it to Cat Williams. Yeah. That's crazy. Because, I, I mean, we don't know. So, a lot of this know. stuff, it's like we don't actually know. Mm-hmm. Some of the joke stuff, we, we do know because there's proof. It's oh, like, yes, 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 yes. The original joke and then the, the joke that was stolen. You can kind of pull those side by side. But some of the hearsay stuff, like, never been on drugs. That guy's saying, whatever Smack's saying, he saw yeah. uh, Cat Williams smoking crack. It's like, Sucks. How do you prove that? 
Yeah, you, you can't unless you so, have like a video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, <laughs> when, a time or, when a time where you can just say it or say anything and be like, oh yeah, I saw this thing, it happened. But you're you're also saying it on a show. You're not just saying it to friends where there's like yeah, like, you're not you, so, so so it on a show. No, something that's topical, so you can get you want to get viral. Clicks, you get viral, right? So you want chasing. It's 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 a that's what I'm saying. It's possible. I'm just saying, you know, I think personally, a lot of this interview was. There's obviously a lot of truth. Mm -hmm. There's obviously some exaggerations. He is a he is a comedian, so comedians do exaggerate. Yeah, you gotta yeah. But lies to tell the truth. I think he's like I would say nine eighty to ninety five percent truthful in this man. What do you think? If you were to give it like a, I know it's hard to tell. What yeah, I, I I honestly I I don't know because no, I um no. it's funny like watching the whole interview because I'm so out of the world of like black hollywood and oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i know some of the stuff about like, the movies was like, i love films and like i know what's going on with movies with certain actors and whatever mm -hmm. but like in terms of like the you know the, the gossip I, I don't know what's happening I, no it's, it's probably good man sometimes i follow this ish too much man i need to <laughs> i need to chill i need to <laughs> i need to get get back to doing real ish man let's let's go let's go you know big stuff big baby j but i got y'all i'm gonna keep y'all informed like i say he I think he's mostly truthful and he's here to make jokes and make people laugh and entertain. Anyways, man, let me stop pausing. Let me get, let me put, let this play through, man. Well, why comedies comedy guys can't just get along? Yes. What why why didn't you get along with the other teams you were competing against? If you're a Denver Bronco, why you don't get along with the Cowboys? Something wrong with you? But I don't disagree. I don't no, disagree. No, all the no. Cowboys, cat damn, you no, like this. No, that's okay, not what comedian do you did like? Did you play against the team? Yes. I've taken 46 comedians with me on the road. 46. Okay. That's fine. I'm not the comedian you can give that to. I only put on comedians that are funnier than me. Anybody that ever told you differently was a fat Faison liar. There's Ooh, nobody like you, me in the business. Faison just called a straight. Faison said that <laughs> getting a Netflix special is easy. I have 12 specials. Guess how many Faison got? Zero. Oh, Why okay, is he allowed to have conversations about real stand-up people? We do. It's a fire roast. <laughs> Faison liar. Let's go. Do not let people who are on the juice discuss real athletes. That's all. As a journalist. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I don't have harbor any resentment to any of these entities because I can't be jealous. I've never seen them have anything that I ever wanted. If you sign up for their program, you get a light skin, weird face wife <laughs> that never do an interview. Oh, in man, Listen, in 20 years, won't do an interview. Nobody's ever talked to her and that she's never been interviewed anywhere. Set up for the program. That's why when you give you, it's like here is your rental. Here is your supervisor. What man is the Illuminati package? You didn't know, Doug. <laughs> oh my God, man! I'm telling you right now, bro. The way he said it was hilarious. But I'm trying to pull up pictures if this is true, bro. Let's go for a reference point. This is the tab, bro. If you look in some of these pictures, bro, you look at Steve. Let's do look at Steve Harvey's wife. <laughs> Steve Harvey's wife. She's light skin. Okay. 
Let's look at Cedric the Entertainer's wife. <laughs> she kind of likes, can she brown skin? I see she likes. <laughs> oh my God. Let's look at Ludacris' wife because he goes off on Ludacris' wife allegedly as well. She's also light skinned. Bruh, it's hilarious as that is. He spoke nothing but facts. What are your thoughts on this, man? The Illuminati package <laughs> that comes with a, a light skinned wife. I just, I. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I don't know if, if, if that's like, um, you yeah. That's like the comedian side of it. That's just like going, going for the laugh, going to the side for the laugh. Mm. Or if he's actually being like, "This is this is what happens." You know, you yeah. join the thing, and they're like, "All right, these are the conditions. You have to, you know, need to be a certain, have to have a certain level of success." That's yeah. the first thing. Yeah. Uh, whatever music, you know, film, comedy, whatever the hell it is. Mm. But then you also need to have a partner, and your partner's got to look a certain way. That 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 right? Yeah, yeah. I just I don't know you, the. You can't prove that. Like you, you definitely cannot prove that you're right. And you know what? I think it's a mix of him keeping it real and being just funny. I think it's both. Yeah. You think it's both? So, like, from yeah. his perspective, if you just if you just like keeping tabs on people, you're like Cedric, okay, mm -hmm. Steve Harvey, interesting, ludicrous, and just kind of run it. Brandon T. Jackson, like all these people, like yeah, their partners, their wives, what they look like. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, that's interesting. And so then you kind of get into your, your conspiratorial mind. You're like, okay, what are they? What's the industry trying to push? Oh yeah, right. From oh, like yes. these leading actors, leading whatever mm. entertainers, having being married to people who look this way. Mm. What does that say about people who are dark skinned, especially mm. specifically women who are dark skinned? What is? It? And then you kind of get you can kind of get lost in that whole world, but it could just be that they they were just they met them. They're like I'm a and they like person. Them. Mm. I would like to marry them, and that was just it. But then from his perspective, he's like, ah, where's going on? Some, so I don't know. So you know, you know, that's the thing, even in science says correlation does not mean causation, right? There you go. There Just you because go. multiple things seem like they fit, don't mean they fit. But also, bro, some things might actually fit, doc. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and for me, I look at it like this, exactly like you said, right? It could be a coincidence, yeah, or it could be something about these dudes that they see a value on lighter skinned people rather than darker skinned people. That's a colorism argument in the black community, bro. You know what I mean? Which oh, I'm going to make it. I'm going to get a white girl. Or I'm going to get a light skinned girl. Which all that deep. stuff. Yeah. And deep. I mean, about making it. Jonathan Majors makes it. He's got his girl and the whole thing happens. And then while he's in trouble, Megan Good comes in. Yes. I know. It's just like, because like, I'm out of the loop of this stuff. I'm just like seeing it from the outside. I'm like, like, how does that timeline look like? So you, Jonathan Majors is the biggest thing uh -huh. there ever was. Facts, facts, right? facts, facts. MCU, the next villain, the next Thanos, right? He's gonna be facts, King of the Conqueror. Facts. So on top of the world, and then he's he's dating this person, and then something happens, and then she goes to you know she goes to the hospital, and they, it gets reported. Yeah. Next thing is in court, while he's in you know while he's in you know he's in court, making good just shows up. Like, how, at what point does she show up? Like, we're in the timeline. Like, yeah, like what's happening here? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it, it blows my mind, but I'm telling you right now, bro. I think that shit is fake. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it a bean. <laughs> I think that it's fake. I don't even think they dating. I think that nigga needed a PR package. Oh my God, he bought that woman, bro. He bought that woman to help him not get all the charges, bro. Because he had eight charges, my nigga. 
He only got charged with two of them, by the way. Two, two out of eight. I mean, and, and and basically the charges are kind of small. They're like, oh, you basically were a bit reckless with it. Like it wasn't anything major. Mm. Yeah, no pun intended. It wasn't no major ish. Yeah, I mean, at the worst, he might get a year probation. He's not even going to see a jail cell. Just keeping it real with you. And I think because of that black woman, Megan Good, saved his, well, didn't save his career, but made it less bad because, bro, him coming in with a black woman, that looked better to the jury, that looked better to the media. I'm, t- I'm just going to keep it real. Question, why, why does it look better? That's what I'm wondering. Why does it look better? Let's get it. Let's get deeper. I think it looks better because when you see a black man and a white woman, mm-hmm. no matter what people perceive or how, you know, progressive society has become. Right. Yes. Sorry. These people still see that as wrong. People still have a bias against that. And the optics of it within the general American society mm. is not good, bro. It's like you took one of ours or whatever, all that bullshit. And so I'm just giving it around. I'm just giving, we, we, we want to have truth in here, okay? Cat is giving us truth. 2024, we got license. Hey, man. Truth license. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? And at that point, to see Jonathan Majors with his own kind, that looks better. That looks more appealing. And now, obviously, Megan Good is a beautiful woman. Sure. That looks better for the jury. That looks better for the media. That looks better for black society to see a black man and a black woman, people of relevance and power. But if you see a black man who has relevance and power with a white woman who in that dominant society is looked at as good, <laughs> hey, <laughs> but then she go on the stand and start crying, and niggas get hung up like Emmett Till. It is what it is. <laughs> it just be real, or the whole thing gets burnt down like Tulsa, Oklahoma. But yeah. that's what it is. That's how I look at it, bro. I think that him getting with Megan Good, even though it was probably something fake, even though I think it was something PR related, it helped his case. And and Kat kind of mentioned that later in the pod. Oh God! What are your thoughts, man? What do you What are you thinking, man? I, I think you're kind of right. Like it mm. looks good. I mean, I think it would have looked good regardless of the 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 race. Okay. Um, because I think okay. the whole issue was that he was abusive with yeah. his partner, right? Yeah, that was. So if you show up to court with a woman on your hand, then it jury's like, okay, well. So I'm gonna press you on this. I'm this dude can't this. be that bad. I'm gonna press you on this. Yeah, yeah, okay. Sure. If he, Jonathan Majors, had done that to the black to a black woman. Mm. This whole thing. Let's run the whole scenario yeah, but with yeah. a black woman instead. Do you think he would be in so much trouble? No, because I think Bingo. As messed up as messed up as it sounds, like there's um I don't know how to put it, like protect your own. Especially like it feels yes, like Yes, absolutely. Have a, People are tribal, man. I feel like within I'm sure it's true in other communities as well, but within the black community, there's like People want to just like sweep shit under the rug. Yeah. So if your partner's abusive, you're like, yeah, he's not that bad. Like, he's, yeah. If, you, if your partner's like maybe like verbally abusive, you're like, well, he's not beating my ass. Yes. Um, wow. So you, you yeah. kind of try to sweep it under the rug. Whereas, like, you, the, I guess you're right. Like, you know, protect you on that kind of thing where it wouldn't have gotten to that level, um, which it probably should. If your partner's abusive, you should, you know, air that Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Leave, you know, leave the ass. You know, if they need to be in jail, prison, they, you know, that needs to happen. Fucks. Uh, but I, I think it would have been very different if, if he was with Megan Good, 
Um, oh, absolutely. If you ran it backwards and it was making good, it would never have went to any kind of trial. It would have been something that I think that snake ass district attorney, they're the one who pursued the charges. The girlfriend didn't pursue the charges. It was the district attorney of New York that did that. Period. Right. So I think obviously, you know, society, especially interracial relationships, are not as accepted as people think they are, or maybe they imagine that they are. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So, yes, you know, people do protect their own. Like, there's probably a lot of abuse things happening within maybe the Chinese community, Latino community. We don't hear about it. There's no real stats on it, but it probably happens. You know what I mean? And we don't know nothing about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I can assume, at least within the Latino community, like the, the stereotype of like the you know machismo, right? That yeah, that that that's I mean, in today's language, that is toxic. Facts. So you can assume that is abusive, but then they don't talk about it because they kind of maybe they assume that that's what a man is supposed to be, or they just like you know, this is my husband. We have I don't know, we have three kids together. Let's just you know, like, let's just not even report this. Yeah, like, let's oh, you know, kind of sad. Yeah, right? it's sad. They, yeah, let's try to work right? this out. Um, and now that's that, that's the reality of most cases of like you know domestic abuse or violence. It's like no, it it's doesn't crazy. get reported until it's too late till the person's either killed or you know like it, yeah, I'm just, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's the facts, man. You this is the big broadcast. We are going for some truth, man. What cat cat then brought it out of us, man. Cat out the bag, man. Yo, I'm gonna be right back. We got we got. We got Bovice is going to take over for a little bit, man. I'll be right back, man. And now, understand, I'm not talking about one person. What I just told you applies to seven people. How they all end up with that. That's part of what you get. I came in this business saying I was going to expose. When I talked about Michael Jackson, when I talked about R. Kelly, they canceled me for these things because why would you talk about another black dude? Race is not where the line is drawn. It's God's side and the other side. And we don't care nothing about the other side. Period. Period. All of these uh, big dick deviants is all catching hell in 2024. It's up for all of them. It don't matter if you Diddy or whoever you is. TGJ, any of them. The, every, all lies will be exposed. That's all. And, and, and anyone who takes that the wrong way know why they take it the wrong way. Damn, lies will be exposed. Them lies get exposed, man. I salute this, man. We need more truth in our society, bro. <laughs> By the way, shout out to Bo Bice for holding it down for those. <laughs> it's also like we do need more truth, but it's like to a certain degree, it's for it's um, mm. it's all about the perception. Because I mean, a lot of this very is true. Like, he was why are you going to talk about how like uh, you know the the whole. The package, right? That you get once you join, uh, you know, once you join the uh, the elites, once you join the boys. And he was saying that there is, he was like, how does seven of these people have the same package? (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny, right? It's funny, but it's like, is that true? I don't know. Is that even real? I I don't know. I've never been invited. invited, (laughs) But it's it's like, yo. Let me tell you something, Illuminati invite me to something, man. They're gonna see two birds like this. And by the way, for the audio audience, for the audio audience, I am putting up two middle fingers. Yeah. And I'm going to go that way, and I'm going to show them the Bible, and I'm going to go that way. <laughs> Let's pop it, man. Let's go. The truth <laughs> is the light. 
I need to have another one of these. Amen, amen. Cheers. I kind of getting one here. All right. Mm-hmm. After that, I don't really kind of know where to go. Let me one more time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. We good now? Because the people want to know why would he get blackballed? Yeah, oh, because because that. because in thirty years I've done nothing but collect information, knowledge, and your secrets. So if you and a man was in a corner doing something you wasn't supposed to be doing, you will tell it. No, somebody come to tell me. Okay. I gather that. I value that. I'll pay for that. Come, tell me. I know so many things I shouldn't know, and they all know it. They all know it. Why? Because you don't make me the villain. Not the guy that raises black children and ain't never done a hard drug in his life and don't have no stories of doing nobody dirty. And they'll just go out and they'll lie. The the industry doesn't mess with Cat because he didn't show up for the studio. No studios have ever said that. Look at my IMDb. It will show you that no studio has ever lost money with me on the script. How? That's why I'm saying that's why I can't let Ricky Smiley say he was supposed to play Money Mike, because I wrote the words for Money Mike. I designed the hair for Money Mike. I collaborated with the wardrobe department and made outfits to make sure that no one in America would be wearing what Money Mike was wearing. Yo. I'm gonna say this: Money Mike is an iconic character. I and need to Kat, see that movie. You need to. You need to. That's your homework, Bovice, and everybody else. Friday after next, you gotta watch it. And the way that he portrayed it, the pimp character, Money Mike, was perfect. Mm. He played the same thing basically in Boondocks, man. A pimp named Slickback. Named Slickback. Say the whole thing. If you Whitmark, you say caramel, something like that. And you know, it's a unique you know, Cat Williams type of thing. I can't see anybody playing that role. And and Cat is right. Almost every movie I've seen Cat in, he's been not only unique, but he's been good in it. Huh? Yeah. I kind of wish he did more movies, personally. Yeah. I mean, he will. I think so. He has a time. I mean, he's always touring, right? Like you said, he's mm-hmm. doing tour every year. But once something comes up that he, he wants to do, mm-hmm. like Atlanta, he'll jump on it. He's hilarious. He's yeah. And if you get the chance, watch First Sunday. He kills it in that, too. Right? It's really good in that. I told them to go get the Prowler. I then told them to paint it purple. I told them don't have an actor at playing a pimp. We could get an actual pimp Archbishop Magic Don Juan to play. Like, I, I did far too much work for somebody to come years later and try to tag along just for their own self-aggrandizement. Why didn't Cube set the record straight? Terry Crews could have set the record straight. Mike Epps could have set the record straight. Why none of them set the record straight? That's what you were supposed to ask him when he told you those lies. That but no I didn't one's know ever lie. Right, but he's telling you something no one's ever heard of. Nobody has ever heard. So this is something I just want to mention quickly. Cat was low key roasting Shannon a little bit. Let me let me run that back a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Let me run that back a little bit. You you gonna see if you can catch the roast a little bit. Let's go. Why didn't Cube set the record straight? Terry Crews could have set the record straight. Mike Epps could have set the record straight. Why none of them set the record straight? That's what you were supposed to ask him when he told you those lies that but no I didn't one's know ever. Heard. You see the sneak this slight sneak this <laughs> right? But he's telling you something no one's ever heard of. This is why he's such a master roaster and speaker. Because he just sneaked this you in front of your face a few times and cuz didn't even catch it. Bro didn't even <laughs> and the question becomes, because that a sneaker is just being truthful. 
he is also being truthful. And that, that that's what made this interview so special. It's the truth with some jokes and funny in it. Because, yes, you're right. Shannon should have asked that. He yeah, could have asked some follow-up. But also at the same time, this is very personal for Kat. That's why Kat. Yeah, and also it kind of depends on how much you know as an interviewer. That's like, a fact. If, that's like a if fact. He, if his people did the work to be like that. You know, some inconsistencies here and there. Maybe ask them this question to lead up into it, but then follow up with this question to kind of try to get more in depth. Exactly. Um, so it, exactly. You're right about that. Who's doing the research? But no. so if if Shannon Sharp knew, he would have. He probably would have asked. He would. Yeah. He would have checked. But, he would have checked yeah, that. He, he didn't know. Yeah. So. Yep. But then, like you said, it's personal for Castle. So Kat goes in. It's like, look, man, you should have asked them when he said this stuff. Yep. But then. Kat is also kind of being, I mean, not, not being uh, ingenuous, but it's like disingenuous. He bit, knows from right. his perspective, it's not true. Shannon Sharp does not know from his perspective that it's not true, so he can't ask. Like, how am I supposed to ask you something? Yes, about about something that now is untrue. I don't know it's untrue. It's like, and, and you know what? He, I watched the, I watched a little something that Shannon did, like a post, whatever interview, whatever post reaction type yeah. shit, like whatever. You know, Shannon talked about this after the interview came out. Okay, he said that there's a lot of things that Cat knew about that he had no background on he didn't have perspective he just assumes when people come on his couch they're being, truthful, right? they're being 100 truthful right yeah. they're not lying they're not exaggerating right and first and foremost you know that's the perspective you should have you true can, that's because yeah. you don't assume just because somebody's sitting on your couch they're gonna lie to you how are you be that guy i mean it might be fun you're like yeah, <laughs> I trust no one. You know, side note, that's the problem with modern journalism right now. These journalists think they know the truth already, and they're just going to check you with yeah. their version of the truth. But that's a conversation for another time. We can dig deep into that. I hate modern journalism. Anyways, this is the cat roasties, motherfuckers. Nobody has ever heard, oh, Matt Aff Ben Affleck and Matt Damon was in a movie and somebody said, y'all should switch roles. And, like, this is a business. But that's the thing, cat. <laughs> Normally when people are giving you information, I'm thinking I'm hearing it for the first time and they're giving information no one else knows or I've ever heard. So I'm taking them at face value. These are like, this is like Steve Harvey telling people he used to be homeless. That's my story. That's not his story. Steve Harvey was never homeless. When he, Mark Curry was touring with him 25 years ago, he was making $3,000 a show in cash and doing five shows a week. This, they just tell the stories. This, my, thanks to my wife, I'm where I am. You said that about the first wife. You forget that? You told us it was her. Then you went and married somebody else that think like a man. Like, what are you talking about? They just, they think they can rewrite history. That uh, uh, Guy Tory did a beautiful special about the comedy store and Fat Tuesday, where he said that Steve and Cedric and Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish came. That was a fire roast, by the way. Jeez. Through there and made all lies. Steve and Cedric never performed at the comedy store at all. Tiffany was only seen at the Laugh Factory. In 15 years in Hollywood, no one in Hollywood has a memory of going to a sold-out Kevin Hart show. There being a line for him ever getting a standing ovation at any well, comedy he club. He already had his deals when he got here. Have we heard of a comedian that came to L.A. and in his mm. first year in L.A. he had his own sitcom on network television and had his own movie called Soul Plane that he was leading. No, we've never heard of that before that person or since that person. What? 
Oh man, Kev Hart. Yes, he's popping it on Kev Hart. <laughs> so just a little break on this. I agree with Cat on this one, bro. The way you know K Hart, Kevin Hart popped up. Industry plant. It was so fast. Industry plant. Yes. Yeah. What are your thoughts, bro? Industry. Uh, like I said, I liked his earlier special, especially Laugh of My Pain. Me too. Um, um, yeah. But then, like, something weird happened between, like, then. I don't know when it came. Oh, your Laugh of My Pain came out. Probably, like, early 2000. Early yeah, it, 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 it was, like, early 2011, 2012. Okay. Like, he had the one also, I'm a grown little man. Like, yeah. those, those are hilarious. Something yeah. happened between then and, like, no. production, maybe after, like, 2015, 2016, where you just, like, started right. doing a movie a year. Yeah. Trash yeah. movies, by the way. These are just, like, very weak from my perspective mm -hmm. some people probably like his movies whatever i don't think they're good movies just doing it to make money like but central intelligence bro what is that like what was that what is that so 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 let me just for reference i'm gonna share the screen and you know i remember watching i'm a grown little man on netflix died that was so funny laugh of my pain 2011 like you just talked about right let me explain this one i think when he got a little bit bigger and then <laughs> yes. what now you know what I mean? <laughs> Slaves going golden. off like Jeez. that. That's like a three year gap. The man just popped off. So when we're talking about industry plants, do you think it was industry plants? Mm, what do you think? Personally, I don't know because I've heard stories about people knowing Kevin Hart like doing comedy for a long time. Facts, facts, facts. I've heard heard from like people like Bill Bill Burr talking about you know knowing Kevin Hart from early on. Mm -hmm. So like the first however many specials, I think there were those are just. He'd worked on the material and he was ready yes. and he went. Yeah. Um, but then after that, like getting into 2015 and up, it was just, it was weird to me. I don't know comedy, so I can't speak on it, but yeah. I prefer films. I can speak on movies. He's the guy started doing like crazy amount of movies a year. It made no sense. Fam, yeah, we're looking at it right now. If anybody's watching or, uh, you know, people watching the stream right now, bro, after 2010, 2011, <laughs> homie's doing like three movies a year. Three to four a year, my nigga. Yeah, it made no sense. Look at 2014, bro. Right along right about last night. Think like a man. School dance, top five. Like, bro is in, like, hella movie. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of which like, which of these movies were actually decent. There were not. A lot of them were not. Nah, I can't think of anything, really. Like, maybe the first Think Like a Man, because it was different. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I like that one, actually. But anything other than that, I'm like, I don't see anything. And then he... Mm -hmm. He ended up doing like like said, three movies a year, like two of them with the Rock. <laughs> These guys joined. You know, they, they became a they became a thing. They became a duo. Uh, I just yeah. Anyway. I so, will say this: I do salute his work rate. But anyways, go ahead. Yes, work. See, that's the thing. It's like there's a thing in our culture where it's like work rate is a thing. You, know, you gotta you gotta wake up every day at four a.m. Yeah, yeah. Like, Hustle forty. No. Take a picture of your watch. Put it on Instagram and black and white. <laughs> And then you gotta go on with the day, and then you gotta make ten movies a year, Fact. which all of them are trash. It's like, is it like, is it is it oh, is God. it about quantity or is it about quality? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a conversation we gotta have as you know, as people. Facts, because there's this whole thing, you know, I'll, I'll sleep when I'm dead. You know, in the meantime, I'll make ten movies or whatever. Yeah, make, like put out five comedy specials, and they're all garbage. So you could have made one that was actually decent. You yeah, kind of condensed all those ones. Imagine taking time to yourself to 
like relax and live your life Mm -hmm. because that's where all this shit comes from like humor comes from that yeah you go to a place you're like that's kind of strange why do they do it like that and then you kind of joke develops right absolutely or an idea for a script for a film develops and then you can you know polish that up over time and put it out where when it's ready but there's a thing where it's like you gotta gotta do it now if you don't do it now, that guy's gonna do it. If that guy does it, uh, you know, I'm gonna be paid. He makes it. Hey, just fucking panic mode. And you know what? You know, no, it's really good that you said that because you have an individual who I think Kevin Hart and Kat are so opposed, so different because you see Kevin Hart in everything. He's in yeah. interviews, yeah. he has a Netflix show, he's he cheating on his wife. All right. <laughs> he's everywhere, even inside different vaginas. So <laughs> he's in different pussies. It is what it is. He's everywhere. But then you have an individual like Cat who will do no interviews for years and then just drop this. <laughs> just drop a new one. Say same thing with his movies. You don't see Cat in a lot of movies. I think maybe because it's very selective. Yeah, like, very selective. You know I mean? And to get back to the, the point about like, yeah. you know, is, is Kevin Hart an industry player? Like, I don't think people who work in you know hollywood or whatever the machine will mm. just pick a random person like all right this is going to be the person the person is, needs to have something right mm-hmm. in my mind like in my mind i don't listen to a lot of hip-hop that much yeah but, like, it's true garbage now you're not missing uh, shit. yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna give a hot take right now jack harlow industry plant obviously yes and it, it's like yes he kind of came out of nowhere and to be fair, I don't know hip hop as much as you do and rap as yeah, much yeah, as you yeah. do. But to me, it's like my layperson ear. He just, he's just everywhere all of a sudden. Absolutely. And I'm like, wait, where did this guy come from? Absolutely. And part of that is we have social media now. You can sort of push things to different streams and like get your stuff out there. Yeah. But then even with that, you still have to get sponsorship to you know get your face on billboards or oh, Spotify yes. top whatever oh, yes. five blah, 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 all this other shit. Um. So there is a thing that happens. Where these comedians have like have been doing work for like 10 years or whatever and then somebody gets picked yes like, all right this person might be the next person we're gonna invest in them we're gonna push them we're gonna you know give them scripts for films that we think will you know raise their profile yeah um absolutely and then they kind of blow up like kevin hart did like the rock did mm-hmm. um, and there are people who are making movies that are just like bro like what are we seeing yeah it's a weird thing because nobody goes to see them <laughs> oh god I, I don't get it but it oh, happens because there's backing behind it and it keeps going but yeah kevin Hart after a certain certain point in time it was yeah it was too much he oversaturated the market bro and this is the thing that that's crazy about it i think those movies as much as we don't like them or we critique them yeah they made a lot of money g they did. They made a lot of money so we are not obviously the target audience i don't think so <laughs> but 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 them execs, them Illuminati people are obviously doing something right. But Kat is gonna talk deeper about that. Let's keep popping him up. What do you think a plant is? Mm. Maybe people don't understand the definitions of these words. Oh. He just did his documentary with Chris Rock, where he shows you that his whole upbringing in comedy was on the East Coast. Yeah, it was. So how simultaneously was he here in Los Angeles doing the same thing? It didn't happen. It didn't happen. And I, I, I hate to seem like a petty individual for picking apart lies, but Jesse Smollett gonna keep lying until you say we don't believe you. 
Like it's important in the checks and balances of the universe that liars not get to make complete narratives for themselves. Are you not afraid about being blackballed again? These are some power people. What do you mean again? These people are not powerful. Satan can't create anything. That includes blessings for his people. Preach. That's why, you know what the number one job of somebody that sold their soul in Hollywood is? What? Is to act like it didn't happen. They all do the same job. Mm. Why do you think Gary Owen can't cross over and he already white and been in comedy for 25 years? If- oh, Gary. Gary Owen. Gary, he's gonna speak. God is gonna say some real ish right now. It's according to me. Let's go. What I say ain't the case. It's a cabal. It's a it's a consortium. They they rock with who they rock with, and they don't with who they don't. But mm-hmm. I'm not scared of being the competition any more than you were when you lined up uh, uh, across from a superior team. Yeah, on paper they're a better team. Right. They have all the assets and resources, and we don't. But let us get on the line, boy, boy, and see if that factors in. I, I guarantee you it won't. Wow. <laughs> Bro was in the two, three-point stance, man, ready to line up. Look at Shea body language. Look at Unk body language. Unk is intimidated. He was, yeah, he was waiting for that. Cal was waiting for that snap. He was waiting for the call from the QB. Let's go. Oh, oh shit! In this case, the QB's God, by the way. The Q quarterback is God, man. How, what do you feel about that? He's talking about the cabal. He's using specific language, bro. Why? Well, you know what's wild? I was at um, mm. I was with some friends last night, and like that also came up. Yeah, like a friend of a friend who was like, you know, gets his. By the way, like the video. Appreciate that five star the podcast. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Thank Get you, in the you, comments. Let us know what y'all think too. Thank you. Go ahead. But a friend of a friend, uh, they were saying that. Uh, Friend basically always gets to get to these arguments about cabals and like his people, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's funny. <laughs> talks about cabal consortium. It's I don't know because, mm. like I said, I don't have proof. Yeah, yeah. Which does not mean that it's not real. That it's not there. It just means I don't have proof, right? Mm-hmm. And in from his perspective, there definitely is a thing. Yeah, that is them because they're all clicked up and they have you know all these things. The yeah, they're little girls. Yeah, yeah, they have a machine behind them that's yeah, pushing their buddies. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just pushing their stuff. Um, but yeah, like I, I can't really speak on it because I don't know. And but he is right. It's like they have all these things, but you also got to believe in yourself. And you know, once you get on the line, it's all right. I mean, what he's speaking about is I have a comedy special coming out. No, yep. Kevin Hart might have a movie coming out or a special coming out. Let's see. Let's see who does better. Man, right. you are too responsible and too mature. I'm going to go with my wild take. Hell yeah, there's a cabal. Hell yeah, there's Illuminati. Hell yeah, the system is rigged, nigga. It's rigged. It's rigged. Let's keep it real, bro. I'm gonna, I, Okay, I'm just going to give you my thoughts. Go in, go in. I personally think this world is literally hell. I'm going to expand oh. That's what I think. I think that's what I think. And heaven... Is not just a state. I think not a, just a physical place. It's not. It's a mental mm. and spiritual place. It's not a physical. Now it could be a physical place, but heaven is a spiritual and mental place as mm. well. Because when you think about a cabal, when you think about a consortium of people, right? That's in every industry, and in every industry. 
there's the gatekeepers, mm -hmm. there's the individuals who are at the top who want to maintain and keep power. It just so happens that in Hollywood, their cabal is small. That's why the same people, like Kat said, get the same chances. The same people going the same movies, same package, same package deal. That Diddy shit, those freak offs, that Harvey <laughs> Weinstein ish, bro. I think that's a tip of the iceberg. I think they do even nastier, more disgusting things, bro. It's a cabal. It's a group of people who are in power, a small group, who are willing to do anything and everything that's disgusting, that's degenerate, that's, you know, I, I, I'm not insulting anything homosexual. If you gay, you gay. It is what it is. But if you're a straight person who gets leaned into gayness, that's Hollywood, bro. They're willing to get in your mouth and your butt. That's what it is. And by the way, I'm not just saying the men, the women too. I guarantee you there's Me Too allegations revolving women on men. I guarantee you it's there. It's just not talked about. There's pedophilia, Jeffrey Epstein. There's a cabal, dog. There's a cabal in there. It's evil energy. It's demonic energy. And I believe that that's not just in Hollywood. That's in almost every industry, bro. You could be working construction. There's a cabal in construction. <laughs> well, there's mafia in construction, but yeah. It's, you know, That's the cabal. What I'm you saying. could be flipping fries and burgers. There's a cabal. There's an evil, wicked energy in every single industry. And this is why Kat's interview was so impactful because he's talking about what we've always thought. It, and he's confirming it, bro. He's saying that there is a group of people in power in every industry that's doing wrong, that's doing evil, that's greedy, mm -hmm. that's disgusting, that's degenerate, that's everything above and beyond, dog. And this is what it is. Mm -hmm. There's in the hip-hop industry, movie industry, obviously comedy industry is talking about. Yeah. There is a cabal. I just wonder, like, so to no. piggyback off that, mm -hmm. I don't know if there's a cabal, but I wonder about something Talk that, I, that I actually uh, like, yeah. I do know about you know, that, the, the, whatever Hollywood machine. Mm -hmm. So recently there were strikes, right? Yes, there were strikes after strikes. Yes, there um, was. People <laughs> were like, we're not getting paid enough. And these students were like, yeah, you will get paid less after this. <laughs> they're savages. Yep. So there's like, at the top of most industries, there's a bunch of sociopaths, essentially. Absolutely. Right? Yes. yes. But what I'm wondering is like these uber capitalists, they're just like, they're willing to suck anything and everything out of everyone. Yep. Pause. Pause on the suck. Yeah. I'm talking <laughs> well, about maybe money. there might be some suck. I'm, I'm talking about money. I'm talking about mostly money. Yeah. Um, they will not to pay anyone. Mm -hmm. They will not to have any resources on set or whatever the hell, so they can make the most amount on their end, yes. right? Get bonuses, right? Yes. But I don't know whether there there's like this, like highly structured thing that we assume there is like a cabal thing where it's like you know there's mm -hmm. there's you know there's this hierarchy there's a leader they gather here they wear clothes or whatever i know some people have talked about certain places yeah, where they gather is. right yeah, but i don't know whether it's like in the sense of what he's talking about in hollywood that there's this thing that's like so connected and cohesive and you know very hierarchical but i do agree that there is a bunch of like fucking people who are out of their minds oh yeah on the top of most industries whether it be Hollywood, whether it be music, whether it be whatever, like business. Absolutely. It's a Absolutely. bunch of sociopaths. But what I'm wondering is like, are people who have those sociopathic tendencies willing to click up? Yes. 
I would say no. You would say no. Okay. I would say no because they're more nar- they're more narcissistic than anything. But then I, I do see how they can be like, all right, I can join with these dudes because it's gonna benefit me in the end. Right. So they yes. can be like that 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 thing where it's like, all right, this is for my benefit. I'm just gonna I just gotta go to this thing, you know, with these people, hang out with them, whatever. But it's gonna benefit me. Yeah. So I don't know whether the cabal is true to the extent that he speaks of and I, I like I said, I, I have no proof. Mm. But then like every other year we're finding out stuff about Epstein's Island. Yeah. Wait. I'm telling you right now, bro, it could be, it doesn't even have to be some literal rituals you see in the movies where they go to a temple and sacrifice a baby or a goat or what. No, it could just be four guys who run a lot of studios who have a group chat who say, yo. On WhatsApp. Oh, yeah, they could have what? It could be as simple. The cabal could be as simple yeah. as niggas on an Apple group chat or WhatsApp group chat saying, yo. We want Kevin Hart because he was willing to bend down and he's willing to listen to what we want. Let's put him in another movie. Let's put him in that movie. Okay. Oh, oh, Cat Williams doesn't want to wear a dress? F off. Let's not hire him for nothing. No get more. Brandon. Let's get Brandon. Yes. I think it personally, that's why, man, I'm a little more religious now, a little bit. I'm trying to get back to, to Christ step by step. Because once you realize that there is a demonic evil energy out there hmm. they, that goes in every industry, bro. You realize that's why you need to be on another side. That's why Kat always talk, is kind of talking. He's alluding to or directly saying, y'all on the other side. But when right, we line right, up, right. I'm still going to do my thing. Okay, so okay. that's the hope I have in this conversation is that, yes, there is a de- evil cabal demonic side i believe but you can always fight it off by having integrity by being truthful yeah. by being truthful by being you by standing up and guess what it's actually popular it's popular people will rock with you for having integrity people speaking will rock truth, with yeah. you for speaking the truth yeah. that's why this pot th- th- this this episode has some 26 million views bro in three days yeah but then go ahead to back pick back on that yeah. again cat williams knows his audience his audience is mostly bars. black. Yeah, His audience bars. is mostly black. Right? Yeah, yeah, bars. They're most likely religious. Yeah, they yeah. grew up in the church in some, you know, to to some extent. Yeah. You might not be actively in the church, but you probably, when you were younger, your parents took you. You kind of you have some foundation in the church for sure, right? For sure. And like something that I noticed in the interview, there was a lot of like you know light, dark, yeah, right? Oh God, devil. Like oh, there, were, there were these contrasts in it, which were very interesting to me because I'm obviously I'm very interested in like you know the like religious stuff and mm-hmm. I was also grew up in the church but he knows his audience so he knows that black people a lot of them are religious and a lot of them suspect all these things about hollywood yes right and yes. so he kind of keeps dropping these things in there about you know this evil cabal like these people have sold their souls like things that people kind of suspect about people and people, people in the hollywood. black audience would understand yeah, yeah, yeah. And relate to Yo. exactly so then it's like okay is he is he being truthful? Is he is he playing? Yeah, there's no his audience, and is he is he trying to you know puppeteer a little bit? Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, because I mean, with I have a hot take about that. He could have done he could have done the interview with without kind of having that light dark kind of like very okay. was in it. Oh yeah, which it, it makes it more entertaining, it makes it deeper and everything else. But it's like he could have done it without that. But going. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I'm gonna have a point on that around the end, and I'm gonna circle back to it because okay. I have. A fire take on that. Let's let's get popping, man. Because Shannon Sharp got to be a different person than that other person. 
Absolutely. And he always was. That doesn't change when I change teams. That remains the same. That's how a legacy is built. So all of these shortcut takers, I, I was, they canceled me for talking about Harvey Weinstein before the thing came out, but he offered to suck my penis in front of all my people at my agency. What am I supposed to do? He did all of that. I'm thinking I'm the only black person on the script. I get there, it's three other black guys on there. Woo. Huh. So you wonder what they did to get <laughs> I told him no. What y'all do? <laughs> <laughs> and this is why when I walk in a room, heads go down. Behind my back, I'm nothing. I'm just a regular old comedian that's bitter and jealous. But in my face, no, no, no. The king has walked in and they have to respect it only because I've not taken the shortcuts. I've not been funded. They pay you to not talk about things they don't want you to talk about. Whoa. They tell you that themselves. I can't Whoa. do that because I. Steve told you that he stopped doing stand up because he has seven TV shows. The only problem is when he stopped stand up, he didn't have those seven TV shows. He stopped stand up because he got in a comedy battle called the Championship of Stand Up Comedy with one Cat Williams in Detroit in front of 10,000 people and lost because Cat Williams said he was actually bald and that was a wig. And I I went in and that's why he couldn't do stand up anymore. Imagine him coming to tell you another story where he got so big and it was Bernie and them's fault because they wanted to be movie stars. Man, Steve Harvey did have that wig on, by the way. So he's speaking facts. And there was clips on Twitter circulating of Cat roasting the hell out of Steve Harvey. Oh so that, that Detroit thing he just that's said. True. 100% facts. Can Let's verify. Keep, Jeez. Let's keep popping them out. This is hilarious. What? You called Ocean Eleven to get that nigga's part. Ooh. What do you mean you didn't want to be a movie star? So on the behalf of Bernie, I, I would have to say what I have to say. Have, you, have, ever been on, have you ever been on tour with any of these guys? The I, Every guy I mentioned to you is not funny out there in real life. Oh, <laughs> Faison's never done his own tour in 30 years. Steve Harvey don't do stand up no more. Cedric doesn't write. I'm sorry. He doesn't write. Ricky Smiley has been playing the same old black woman forever. Like you can't get a young fan base with that. Like you got to be doing karaoke around the country to make that work. Right. And he is. But I'm a stand-up comedian. This is my 19th 100-city tour. I'm not going to have a conversation with these lazy bums that'll take a shortcut at any point. Yes, it's easier for you to juice than to get in the gym. But you don't get to bring that body in here talking crazy. Talk about how good you look. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? He was sneak dissing. He was sneak dissing. He was sneak dissing all the time, cuz. He was sneak dissing, bro. Yeah. What? No, no. There's too many comics out there that are putting their life on the line to tell these jokes, man. Okay. Let's get to your upbringing. We're going to circle back and we'll get some. Uh -huh. I want to protect him real quick. Because you had said for the Kings of Comedy, it was in 2018, 2019. But did you mean 
because it came out in 2000. So I just want to make no, no, no. So what I meant to say was, remember, he said, I couldn't do stand up anymore. I had seven TV shows. I say he didn't have any of those TV shows at the time. I know you talking about, you talking about Cedric. Joke stealer from Cedric. Yeah, Cedric. Oh, okay. So you so, said that okay. 2018, 2019, but it came out in 2000. So I just want to make sure. Okay, no, 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 no. No. What comes out in 2000? The, the original Kings of Comedy. Right. My. I'm on BET's Comic View, and they're using this as the commercial in 1998. Okay. That's why I'm saying, yeah. So, so if I, yeah. So if I yeah. said the dates wrong, yeah. So yes. let's go ahead and clear that up. Okay. You said, yeah. I had Cedric on here, and I asked him about the joke stealing, and yeah. he said the timeline doesn't add up. Correct. To your to to that point, you say. Right. So he thought that I was just a no name comedian and that he could take this joke and nobody would know. Right. The issue was that I had already done this particular joke on BET's Comic View twice. Right. It had done so well on BET's Comic View that they had made it part of the commercial. So part of the commercial of make sure you tune in to BET was you seeing me doing this joke. Right. And this joke is one of those jokes in comedy where you set it up and it takes a little longer to set it up. It takes about three minutes. But then you're just hitting them with jokes after right. that because you don't have to set it up. Right. Uh, Mark Curry had already helped me work on this joke because I thought it was good because I was getting a standing ovation on it. He had me go back in the lab to help me craft it to be an even more powerful joke. So this is not just a random joke. This is my very best joke, and it's my last joke, and it's my closing joke. Okay. 1998, I'm doing this joke. It's on Comic View. Cedric comes to the comedy store. He watches me in the audience. He comes backstage. He tells me what a great job I did and how much he loves the joke. Two years later, he's doing that as his last joke on the Kings of Comedy and he's doing it verbatim. He's just changed my car into a spaceship. Wow. There's receipts for that. There are receipts for that. It's been shown, it's been proven. Yeah, yeah. And that's disgusting. Let's just keep it real. Stealing, you know, here's the thing, right? Stealing something, especially an artistic art form without, that's plagiarism. That, that's wrong, bro, because that's how they make money, bro. That's how they make money, right? And, you know, it's such a competitive industry. I I saw this video, right, by Cedric the Entertainer that I wanted to share with people, right, where Cedric the Entertainer basically talked about, you know, comedians and stealing. And it's not only common, bro, but it's borderline, like, not 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 just criminal as i say but like it happens all the time what are your it thoughts man it's rampant i mean mm -hmm. he's i mean nah, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say he's not being truthful yeah because it's like any anything that's competitive any industry that's competitive any sort of yes work stream whatever you want to um anything that is that competitive there's gonna be people just like just stealing or not just about taking shortcuts too. Yes, shortcuts about stealing. Uh, the president of Harvard and what she did. Plagiarism. Which yeah, is, it's like academia. Yeah. In every single thing there's through cheating, whether it be like cheating on the on the work itself or like taking PEDs. Yeah. Right. People just hopped up on Adderall to like stay up for I don't know, 
days on answer. That's a lot of streamers, by the way. <laughs> While we streaming, ain't no Adderall uh, taken. To finish their work. Yeah. And like it's yeah. just like everyone is everyone is doing something to try to get an edge. Yeah. But I think it's like like at the bottom line, it's the issue is with the culture that we've we've created. It's a lot of people talk about the culture as if it's something that's just there. Mm, mm. The culture is something that we create. We, we are the culture. We, like, are. we can we can decide to change things if we want to, right? Mm. But we create a culture to where, you know, sleep when you die, right? <laughs> Get up at three a.m. in the morning, like I said earlier. Facts, fucking facts. take a take take a picture of your watch and you know put on Instagram. <laughs> Jocko Wilner, yeah, getting, yeah, and getting then, shots from so like from both eyes, both that eyes. stuff, right? <laughs> so that yo, if you push that. You get people who are stealing jokes, yeah, who are writing dissertations, just like copy and pasting whole chunks, right? People who are doing work and they're just, you know, just just pills, just throwing these pills in. I stay up stay and up do a stream, days in to finish the work. Stay like, high energy. We've we've created this. At the end of the day, it's up to us to change it if we want to. If we do want, but to. I don't think we will want to. So, yeah. But guess how you start with that change? You say the truth. Like Kat just did. <laughs> that made people start investigating, and then they found the clip. But I want to show y'all this clip of Bernie talking about these things. Let's go. You don't do your material around a lot of comedians. <laughs> That's like stealing in front of the police. <laughs> <laughs> they mean well, but they, they sit on the side. Oh, that's funny. Next thing you know, you see it on HBO or something. You be sitting at home. That shit is mine. You know? Nobody's going to believe first come, first serve. You know? So when you do new stuff, you never, I'm telling you, for you comments coming up, never bring your stuff out in front of a house full of comedians. You will never work a lot. Uh, Especially established comedians like myself, you'll never work a lot. <laughs> Make sure you keep that. that, that. Yeah. But I want that, that question to be asked on the couch. Did he still your shit for real? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they be stealing your shit for real. Oh, all right. <laughs> Rest in peace, Bernie. But they be stealing your shit for real. That's the world they live in. It's, it's. Yeah. It also like it kind of turns you into, which I think is like really unhealthy. But it turns you into just every any everything that exists is you. It's like a narcissistic kind of yeah. of words. Where am I? Where am I in my career lately? What am I doing? What have Fucks. I put out lately? Fucks. Right, and you kind of you can get wrapped up in that to where it becomes, oh shit, I haven't written a joke in a week. Mm-hmm. Which like it's like yo, that's okay. Oh, you, something will come to you. Right? Fucks. You just need time. Fucks. But then you're like. I haven't written something in a week. Fuck. Now you what am I gonna do? Not, and then you're like, okay, well, sure. I, I have a set at the whatever at the comedy store. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Let me go down. You go down there. Cat Williams on stage doing this thing. You're like, oh, I'm gonna steal like, I'm gonna take that. And then you know, and then you she got the back, you know, scribbling notes like, yeah, 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 yeah. I can change that yeah. one into this world. You know, do this like this. You know, wear a different suit. You know, I'm a, I'm a warrior, so you know, I'm a little bigger. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, you have your own joke, but it's a stolen. Joke. It's a stolen joke, and only the comedian who already did, originally did it knows. And what yeah. he's implying, not even implying, just straight up saying, is that at that point in his career, said was huge. So said stole his joke as a smaller comic. Yeah. Anyways, man, let's listen to what Cat says, bro. Him and Steve had already apologized for me, so I gave him a pass for a decade. Why would you sit here and be like, I talked to, I saw Cat 30 times, <laughs> and Cat didn't do, as I stand before you, Shannon. <laughs> I would have bust Cedric's stomach. 
<laughs> there was nothing that would have kept me from one of these in, in that patch right there. Like, are you kidding me? Why would you downplay me like that? Why did I give you a pass if you were just going to lie? And so that's what I'm saying. Like, they're all a group. Cedric, Steve, Ricky, they've been a group. Everybody knows that. They've been aligned. And, and there are these alliances in comedy. And if you stand against them, then they sometimes have a problem. But... We don't let that change the content because that's all you know me for is that I'm quite likely to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. Now I'm reading. Cat Williams won Cedric the Entertainers and Heiser Bush best, L best Los Angeles comic award. Did you win that award one Cat Williams? It's a simple yes or no. It's not a rhetorical question. It's a question that probably should have been asked to Cedric the Entertainer. I'm asking you. I got you here, though. <laughs> I know. Another sneak this. We're, we're on sneak this number 15,000. We're going at it. Couldn't uh, believe Cedric didn't get asked that question. <laughs> you still a dude's joking to give him an award, and then 10 years later, you don't know nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but I but I promise you this. What? If he sees me again before he sees you, he'll be talking different when you see him. That's for certain. That's the difference. That's what these comics understand is that I'm not doing nothing for clout. I don't even recognize clout. But eventually the Lord is going to let me and you be in one hallway. A lot of these dudes go... Kevin Hart done went 25 years without ever being in the same building with me at the same time. What, so what, if what? I go in the building, he walk out. You've never seen us in the same building ever in 25 years. Can't prove years. that. But can't prove that. But I, I'll say this. I'm say this. Cat is known to fight. Cat is known to get in some physical altercations. If you look up his arrest sheet, bro, almost all of them is an assault. <laughs> Even fight a 17-year-old, bro. He's going to get in a fight, bro. He's going to put some hands on somebody, that's for sure. Oh, so he's being honest. He he would have bust Cedric in his mouth, in his stomach. So that's, that's a figgity fact. Let's keep going. Yes. Like, it's like that. Why? Why? Yes. Because what? I'm really the product. It's not what you think. I am never under the influence of anything. I'm always in my right mind. I'm always a physical specimen. And when you see me, I'm much, much bigger than you had thought. Mm. I have far less play in me than you would like. And I'm relentless. I'm out there. I'm still to this day. I play 11 games of basketball with a 20 year old. <laughs> the record is 92 and six. Oh, this is just in the yard, just to the rack. Just cause you work out care. Y'all I mean, no is this nigga Steph Curry? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> this is the comedic Steph Curry, bro. He's Luca. He's turning to Luca now. He's Luca. Next level. Shout out Luca. You work out camp? Uh, not to the gym. You don't work out in the gym? You push ups, sit ups? I my whole life it was um it was just push ups and sit ups only. I would do like um a hundred push ups a day. Just I thought you were gonna say a thousand. No, no, <laughs> because this is literally every day. Right. This is not for the yeah. For the grand, you know, what I mean? brought to you by Strongbow, Strong Minds, Strong Wheels.
always for the truth. Gang, gang. I mean, like literally a hundred a day and I would do push-ups, and then I tore both my rotator cuffs. And so it was only thanks to golf that I was even able to get my you golfer now? back. I've, I've been a golfer for quite some time. My short game is impeccable. I, I, I can't get you, but, but two and some change off of the, um, off the tee, but I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm still coming in for par guarantee. You playing for the tips? Uh, no, I've, I've found that you don't get anything for that. <laughs> it seems like, it seems very ego maniacal. They go, hey, cat, for free, you can go further back. <laughs> hey, what? Wait a minute, does it still count the same? Hey, I'm up at the ladies' tea. Don't tell me my pronouns. <laughs> On the golf. Big bars, shout out to LGBT. If you're listening, slap a like. Shout out to our LGBT brethren and sisters, or whatever you want to call yourself. Let's go. Vabrin, Vabrin. Darren? Vabrin. Vabrin? I'm going to go with Bovice on that. Let's go. Of course, I'm she, her, him, <laughs> them, and they. Whoever, whoever the front team. I know we're joking. We're having a great conversation. But you did win the award. How did the award <laughs> help your career? It had to help some, Kat. Nope. Nope. God, come on, Kat. I didn't remember it. It happened to you. Just said it. Set, how could Cedric give you an award that was worth something? Yeah. Everything Cedric and Ricky Smiley ever been in got canceled for not being funny. Oh, Ricky sat here and told you that they cut him out of every movie he did. They always had a reason. Like, <laughs> that's why I'm funny because I'm a happy person. I laugh all day long. I can't even imagine the misery of these bums. <laughs> Oh, misery in his bones. Just to not be good at what you do, not work hard at what you do, but have to act like you're the best at what you do. It is crazy. It's crazy. But they be touring, they, they, they be doing like 100 shows a year? That's me. <laughs> I don't run into none of them. That's what I'm saying. If you a phase I Love fan, you mean you've been a fan of him for 32 years, you still waiting on him to do his first special? You mean to tell me if Steve Harvey, your favorite comedian, you mean you've been waiting for him to do stand-up for 15 years now? Mm. I mean, Steve got a, got a, a lot of other DL, DL still out there. None of those irons matter to stand-up. Who cares that they wrote a placard for you to do Family Feud on? Like, you're, you're <laughs> successful because we're surprised you can talk for a living and it's entertaining that you're going to say some funny country things. That's that's yo. Just be real. This is another shot, <laughs> Steve. Steve. But and shout out to Dio Hugley because you know I'm a big fan of Dio. Yeah, Kai just uh, Kai just give a shout out because he's still out there doing comedy. So, yes, sir. Uh, stand up and everything else. If you pay attention, Cap was actually big enough some people too. Yeah, he was. He was. You know, the majority of this is a roast session, but he's showing love to some guys, including yeah. Dio. Yeah, my iron is low. <laughs> Man, this is this is wild, bro. This is wild. I think this is God telling us to take a pause for the cause. <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna say this while this is loading up. Um, 
I'm gonna have a hot take at the very end of this pod, this okay. stream, okay. that encapsulates this. But I'm not a writer, right? You know I mean? Not a writer. When you got in the stand up, was crossing over, was doing TV, was doing movie, was that a, was that a part of it? You like, okay, I'm gonna do, I, I'm doing stand up. Okay, next next the the next progression is TV movies. Throughout throughout the history of stand up, sir. That's that's the goal for all of us. That's how it goes. That's why when you hear these dudes talking about, oh, I didn't want to be a movie star. You just know it's disingenuous. Like, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah. Oh, no, no. I just wanted to do a game show. Right. What? Are you sure? Are you sure? Because I thought you did Mark Curry's show over after he had just done hanging with Mr. Cooper. Why would you do all of that man's stuff that he did on his show on yours and then do the dude stand up when you go on the road and then you never put Mark Curry on your show or nothing? Like, if you don't say anything, these dudes will run over you. I don't know if you know how bullies operate. I but do. if you don't stand up for yourself, there really is nothing they won't do. Right. So. Do you consider yourself a king of comedy? Where did, where did Kevin? No, they they consider that. Oh, that. Like like when after Bernie left, them same three guys I'm telling you about the Kings. Yeah, right. Because DL is the greatest. Yeah. There's no DL slander gets tolerated. Um, but they came to me. I was supposed to be the fourth King. I got the offer. Then what happened? But I turned it down. Why? Because you shit on Bernie, and I know the truth. You think I'm gonna let you shit on Bernie and then come get me? I'm the next king? Fuck you. Quick heads up. Something maybe you noticed, maybe you haven't oh. noticed. In the full two, almost two and a half, maybe three mm. hour podcast, this was around the end. So what happened is this is a splice, this is spliced together. Just a heads up. From a production point of view, this is spliced together. So this question. That Shannon asked about the Kings of Comedy was added into this. Because mm. the first 30, 40 minutes, it's basically a cat monologue, cat special, where he's just going off on dudes. But then he brings it back at the end. I think this goes to the end of the podcast right. where Cat uh defends Bernie, you know, Bernie Mac, rest in peace. And I did, I'm a fan of comedy, so I did a bit of research on this. And yes, there was a lot of animosity and hate towards Bernie Mac, uh, you know, specifically from Steve. So Kat is going to go off on this. And then uh, I want to get your thoughts on this after this. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. And uh, yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts while we wait out for a little bit? Have you seen Kings of Comedy? I've, yeah, I've, I've seen, seen the one. I think it was on Netflix. Yeah, it was on oh, Netflix. Back, a while so back. I watched it. I can't remember it very specifically in my mind, but I do remember liking it. Obviously, Bernie. Oh, it's hilarious! Bernie's absolutely killing it. Um, <laughs> Why? Because the whole time Bernie was here, you was acting like you was funnier than him. The reason you was supposed to go last is because it was your tour. Tell the truth. It was Steve's tour. Not it was going to be called the Kings of Comedy. It was Steve's tour. These are the guys opening for him. Of course, you got to close if it's your tour. That's why it was such a big deal. But you couldn't do it because you can't beat the best. And until you humble yourself, you will forever be kinged by the king. And because you finally did it, because you had no other choice. And now that he gone, you're going to act like he wanted to be a movie star. You stop it.
You stop it. That man was funnier than all of y'all. And y'all thought y'all had one over on him. You thought he was black and ugly and you were good looking and he couldn't make it because you did. And that ain't the way comedy works. The king is the funniest. Period. Every time. And that's why no audience member was ever swayed. It didn't matter where Bernie went. You think if Bernie went first, he wasn't the king? <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. Get your ego out of this. You let the best be the best. Right? Cat Williams, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for coming on, bro. I really appreciate that. Thanks for sharing yeah, the, the stories. Setting yeah, the record yeah. straight. Now, you know they're going to double back. Impossible. Impossible. Only because if once you play this back, you'll realize... I didn't say anything that made me look in a good light. I, I wasn't tearing down others to boost myself up. I, but I do have to acknowledge things that did not take place. Like, we're very ingenuous if we say this is not a game and we don't play it and people ain't in positions and people don't have their favorites and they group and they click. And, right. Well, that happens in all businesses. Right. We, no, no. Say what side you on. Say why you don't like the other side. And then get to the game. But in the game, I'm wiping the field with them to the point where they don't even compete anymore. So how are you going to let a dude that been on the bench for 15 years? Uh, I would have beaten Jordan's ass. Shut up. Jordan is still alive. <laughs> we'll call Jordan right now. You can't beat him now. Um, <laughs> Not then. You can't beat him now. Right. Cat Williams. Yes, sir. Wow. 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 But he did say, you know, I didn't say anything to like, you know, make myself seem better than anybody. In the full interview, he said he, he when he was a kid, he read 3,000 books a year. Yes. I was like, no. Cap. No. Cap, cap. Ridiculous that is. Now look, I did the math. I took three thousand books. I was like, three thousand books divided by fifty-six. Fifty-six weeks 56 in the year mm -hmm. came to like remember what the number was, but then three thousand books divided by three six five was good. eight. So eight books a day. Eight books a day. So we did three thousand divided by it's fifty-six weeks 56 in a year. Weeks in a year. Yeah. Fifty-six weeks in a year. My mistake. 50, you would have no. to read fifty-three books in a week. Period. In a week. How long are these books? Like three pages? Now look, if he was saying he was doing two books a week, that's, that's very that's impressive. Actually. Yeah. That's he could, very he, he, he could have even done three. Of, of, like, I, oh. I don't know. I don't know what what his life was like. People, some people like reading more than others. It is. If he is, did three but... books a week for a year, he's reading one hundred sixty-eight books. Okay, so yes, he was capping or exaggerating. <laughs> in this interview let's keep it real and here's my maybe it's a hot take maybe it's not i think that cat is hurt i think he's hurt i think he's hurt and you know he he plays this role well actually not even a role i think this is generally who he is yeah of the underdog of the unappreciated or somebody who is righteous who's fighting against the machine that's something that David. He's a David. Yeah, he's a David. He's fighting a Goliath, and that's something that is universally 
you know, felt, especially in the black community, yeah, bro. Yeah. We, we, we always have, talk towards that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the reason he went off and the reason he did this interview, bro, is because he wanted to fight back. He wanted to get his slingshot and hit it on Goliath's head and watch Goliath fall down. You know what I mean? And he successfully done that because if you look at what's happened after, this is the most viral thing in the world right now. This interview has 25 million as the time of recording. Three in three days, I promise you it's gonna hit 15 million in less than a week, maybe even more than that. And I think that Cat was hurt and offended by what these comics were saying on on, on Club Shay Shay. Mm -hmm. And he came to do some fighting back. Now, there is a conversation, was he doing this for clout? Or because he wanted to say the truth. I think it's a mix of both. I think that he knows how talented he is. He knew how funny he is. He knows how funny he is. He wanted to go viral for saying the truth and punching back metaphorically on these people who were playing with his name. And is it good? Is it bad? In the big picture, I think it's good. We see so much fakeness, so many lies in society, bro. I'm going macro, dog. I ain't even micro. I'm going macro. We're getting lied to all the time. All the time. By everybody. By all type of systems. This is why the spot is fire. And this is why I appreciate everybody who's listening. Everybody showing love and support. Get the likes up. Show love. I appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all. Five star on podcasting or Spotify. We have so many lies in our society. So Cat decided to do some straightening, straightening, realigning. He's like a chiropractor. <laughs> I'm going to crack your back right. to make you feel good and make you feel right and aligned. So in my eyes, this was a clout chase, but I think it was a righteous clout chase. I think also Cat wow. is hurt. Cat has a lot of darkness. Cat obviously does not have a lot of accountability. <laughs> This nigga, he's apparently the king of kings. Okay. Okay. Allegedly. Um, but I, I I think sometimes you need this. We need this in this society, bro. To a certain degree. To a certain degree. Yeah. What are your thoughts, man? Your final thoughts? What are you thinking? Right. How's my take, man? To yeah. a certain degree. Everything in moderation is the, is the smart people say. <laughs> I also feel like there's going to be some people trying to recreate this in a certain, I mean, in, in, on, on different, you know, on different platforms, different affairs. platforms, you know, absolutely. Truth and nah, 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 nah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Cat Williams in, in the full interview was joking, saying that after him, Oprah's, Oprah's going to be on Club Shay Shay. It's like <laughs> telling everything. I agree. Telling everything. But it, right, he's joking, but it's, I think something like that might happen where mm -hmm. people use an opportunity to tell the truth, but it's like, their truth not necessarily the truth it's just them you know trying to eh? a domino effect yeah it's 2024 i need to tell my chills you're still blabbering uh but things that i'm gonna not be true um yeah but i do think it, like you said in the grand scheme of things i think it's good yeah a lot of the stuff we can't necessarily verify that it's you know it's true mm -hmm. some of the stuff we can like the joke stealing yes we can there are Number videos out there just like sure. comparing you know the original versus the stolen thing yeah so that's a thing that's there um, but some of the stuff like three thousand books a year, like how to how, how 
Ain't no way we can check that. How? <laughs> Basketball every day with a 20-year-old for like however, however many hours he said. Yeah, it's like How? nine straight games, cuz. How, dude? He said he runs like a four is four. You know, yeah, fast four. Like four is four. Is. Bro, those are like top football player athletes. Like top. Yeah, he was, on, talking, he was talking about like his temple. Yeah. But then to be fair, in, in Atlanta, one of the, I think the – yeah, the spoiler, scene where spoiler, spoiler, yeah. spoiler, the very last scene that we see Crocodile Man in Atlanta, yeah. he's running. Hey, is actually kind of fast, bro. If you just look on the eye test, bro, bro is running pretty fast. And he's in his 50s. Yeah, but a I don't think a 4-4. You know what a 4-4 is? A 4-4 is like a 100-meter dash in 11 seconds. Son. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, yeah. These are top, like, top RBs will hit that. Yeah. Top wide receivers will hit that. This is like Olympic. You can basically, you can, you know, you can get in some trials. Doesn't mean, yeah. Some of the stuff is you can't really prove. And he's also being a comedian and kind of being sort of, you know, just the truth is, in in a sense, with comedy, the truth, the truth is, the direct truth is relative, but the kind of like the bigger truth is what the thing is about. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, truth is most of the time is about comedy. It's about saying what's true. In a situation where most people won't say what's true, but the emperor has no clothes. Nobody wants to say that this guy is <laughs> naked. But then you're like, ah, this dude's got no clothes, and everyone's like, ah, oh. oh, the kid said it, <laughs> and everyone laughs. Right? That's what human. That's what comedy is. Facts, facts. From my outsider's perspective, um, but yeah. in in this grand scheme of things, I think it's good that he did this interview. Yeah. I think maybe yeah. we'll see people more, you know, trying to speak and you know. Saying what's actually going on in their own sort of careers. I know um, they spoke about Taraji P. Henson. Yeah, she wants. She's not getting paid for all the work that she's been doing. Oh, she's getting paid less. That is sad. So yeah, that needs to be known because that's not right. And mm-hmm. I said there, there are some sociopaths that top of you know Hollywood or whatever industry who are just like, nah, we're not paying anyone. We're underpaying. We're not. We're, man, we're, we're not paying pay anyone. Yeah. We're not paying anyone because I want a new boat. <laughs> I want a new mansion. Yeah, I want like, a new car. Yeah, that kind of weird shit. that just. Uh, yeah. played. And and then that's the thing, right? Like Cat is right. He did establish that as a place of truth. And yes, people are gonna clout chase, people are gonna grift. Yeah. Bruh, you know what's even crazy? I saw Joe Joe Rogan asking for Cat to come on. No. Yes, there's a tweet. Let me show no. you. Let me show you. Let me show you. Let me show you how impactful this thing was. Joe Rogan himself. By the way, Joe Rogan caught some shots. Yeah, he did. He did. Cat was like, yeah, uh, talking about Joe Rogan, you know, pushing mm-hmm. the actors who are unfunny. Joe be play, doing that play, low play, key. Please play. I'm finna play it. I'm oh, finna play it. I'm finna play. Good lord. Yeah. So 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 part of the interview that we didn't show was Cat <laughs> talking about Joe. Don't want me on there. I need to be on Shannon. Joe. If you were a comedian that cussed, you were ridiculed by the mainstream comedy mm-hmm. geist. That would be like me being on Joe Rogan. Joe don't want me on there. I need to be on Shannon. Joe Joe got six comedians that never been funny. He want to push out. <laughs> 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 but that's really how it is. I'm so um, and that's how oh, it was. Loki Joe be doing that. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon Shaw. Brandon Shaw. We we got him out. I don't know who else, but yeah, Brandon. So, man, yeah. Burt Kreischer. Come on, man. You really trying to put that nigga on us, man? <laughs> like a lot of even Ari Shafir. I don't find Ari funny. Just me. But you know, there's a lot of unfunny guy Joe guys that Joe puts on a lot. <laughs> yeah, and he puts them on his friends, not necessarily be like the best comics out there. You, you know what's crazy? 
one of the funniest guys, Eddie Bravo, on the show. He's not even a comedian. He's just funnier and running. Like, he runs laps around Joe. It's like, and then anyways, man, back to back to what's going on here. Joe Rogan on his Twitter base, he replies, I love Cat. He's one of my favorite comics. I'd love to have him on. We talk about him all the time. If he's down, I'll make it happen. And this goes back to what we just said a second At ago. The Hodge twins, yeah, yeah. Hodge twins are hilarious. That's a, that's a deep cut. That is a deep cut. Imagine <laughs> the Hodge twins on, on Rogan. That'd be dope. Oh, 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 on the club, Shay Shay. That's that's that's. But that goes to your point, brother. Yes, people are going to copy this or grift off this or yeah. clout chase off this. And you see the biggest podcaster in the world, Joe Rogan. He even wants to get into this. Why? Because it's so much truth, yeah. so much yeah. power. And that shows the greatness of an individual like Cat Williams that he was able to do this, to punch the entire industry in the throat, or maybe back to my analogy of David Goliath, sling it yeah. in their face and say, I won. And I think that's why people love it so much. Yeah, but I think the thing is, I also think people love it because they... Mm. I think deep down they know they won't. They can never do something like that. Oh yeah, because like yeah, he's course. risking everything. I mean, it's kind of a different thing for a comedian oh, like yeah. himself who's independent. He's just doing tours. Like mm -hmm. he, he basically designs the tours and he sets up everything and he goes and he does. People want to come see him. It's a different thing compared to someone who works for a certain organization or from the government or oh, for yeah. school. Yeah, where it's like you gotta. You gotta be within these certain confines that we, we designed. You can't be out there talking the most nonsense. Hell no, right? Hell no. So yeah. people gravitate to that because they're doing what they what he, he's doing what they can do. Oh, facts, right? Yeah. Um, and I do think some people who will come out and try to speak out and stuff will suffer because it's just people be like, well, no. you want to go out there and talk, you know, all this nonsense? <laughs> Your truth, which is nonsense to us, well, you're fired. Yeah. to you. Yo, that's so Good true. Good luck to you. That's and so true. That's, I mean, as sad as it is, that's that's just how it is now. Like if you mm. if you try to say anything that you know does not go with what you know that in in any sort of way violates the you know the conditions of your employment or whatever. Oh, or yeah. if the, if it's even if it's even perceived to be violating, because they'll get lawyers involved and they'll be like, oh, oh you yeah. know, uh, 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 uh. Uh, section five, line <laughs> line five hundred says you cannot, you cannot, you shall not. I, I repeat, you shall not speak truth to anything Facts. that you know and you believe you know. And then they fight. It's, it, it, yeah. it's, it gets into like a weird, a weird place. But overall, like we said, it's a good thing that he he did this. Oh yeah, because people have uh, people have always suspected the weird thing going to Hollywood and like black Facts. Hollywood and whatever. Uh, so it's kind of good to have something to kind of hold mm. on to. Be like, hey, this is a definite point of evidence, mm -hmm. right? Evidence in air quotes, being Catwoman kind of speaking on the on this stuff. Um, and there's been a bunch of memes going around. Be like, you know, let's wait till Eddie Griffin speaks out and stuff, right? Imagine yeah. Eddie. What's gonna happen when that happens? If he goes on, you know, club station, he's like, all right, this is round two. Cat Williams had one. I got two. Here we go. And then he just like runs everybody down. Yes. Um, like it's. And you know what? These are not new concepts, new points of views. Dave Chappelle talked about how he left his $15 million contract years ago yeah. because he was feeling oppressed and diminished by the executives. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people have gotten blackballed for their thoughts, for things they said or things they did. Now, I'll say this. 
you know, Cat got to take some accountability too because <laughs> he done got arrested thousands of times. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's he's probably you know because I you know I believe is an outspoken guy. He's probably pissed off some people too, made some enemies. So you have to take some accountability as well for who you are. And I don't see a lot of that, but at the same time, bro, for who he is, for what he represents. I think this is going to skyrocket his ticket sales. Let's start with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to go see a cat show. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is going to skyrocket not only his band count, but just his overall presence in the world. I think that, you know, you have to be careful because you can also be a target at this point. Now, I'm not saying oh, some Hillary so Clinton, Bill Clinton. I ain't going to go too deep into it. But <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. But I'm going to say that this will also bring a target. So there has a be cost of benefits to it. What do you think about that, man, as we close this out? Oh, By the way, I appreciate y'all for staying two hours with us, benefits. staying strong. You think benefits more? I think there will be some backlash, but it's also like he's kind of outside. Yes. He, he does his own shows that he, like you said, he kind of like decides which cities he wants to hit, which venues, and they kind Absolutely. of they work on themselves. So it's kind of outside the, the I don't know. The, the Matrix, as Andrew whatever. Tate would yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andrew Tate is outside yeah. the Matrix. But he's like, in a, in a sense, he's kind of like, they can't fire him. He like, can't be fired. You will not be yeah, able to be told this year, Cat Williams. Like, that's not going to happen because it's, it's like he organizes himself, he funds it, he does the thing, and he makes money off it. Absolutely. You were right. He's going to get more people coming to the shows, probably. 100%. So they, hear that, they see the interviewer here about the interview. Um, but then I'm just wondering what's going to happen on the other side. On the back like, end. The, mm -hmm. the, the, not just on, on his back end, but the people who he's, you know, Kevin Hart, Cedric, oh, Steve yeah. Harvey. What's going to happen on their end? Because, like, mm. are studios going to be, like, going to look at them a little bit differently or, or maybe drop them? I don't think it's going to happen. You know, I don't think uh, so. Kevin Hart has got his movie coming out or whatever the hell. Yeah. Just going to put that out. I just don't know what how this is going to, excuse me, affect them going forward. It could be that people won't trust them as much. You know, I mean, they might lose a few fans, but we always forget these people have a lot of fans themselves. They have a lot of people who rock with them too. So even though they could be quote unquote Illuminati or a cabal or whatever the, the, the industry plants that they are, they still have supporters. They still have people. So would that affect their market? Because it looks like my, my guy Cat just came in like a wrecking ball onto Miley Cyrus. Boom. You and um yeah, no, that's a great question. Only time will tell. That's Only true. time will tell. Now that's there's true. the inverse of this where it gets really interesting, where we can get really deep. And now I'm, I'm gonna close it out real soon. This, in a sense, this interview was so huge, so humongous, it probably got people to search up who's Ricky Smiley. <laughs> it got me searching up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It probably got people to search up Michael Blackson. It probably got people to search up. Kings of Comedy. Probably got people to search up DL. It probably got people to search up Walrus. Like we just did. It probably got people to search up a fat phase on liar. <laughs> so so do you know what I mean? Like it could be like that, that that old thing where it's you know, all publicity is good publicity. Sure. So maybe these individuals, Tiffany Haddish, whatever, maybe they got more people to look them up. Yeah, like I, I don't I don't give a F about Gary Owens. I searched up Gary Owens a few days ago. Uh -huh. So in a That's weird true. way, this could actually support these comedians. Yeah. As yeah. messed up as that sounds. 
I think that that's possible as well. But like I said, bro, get in the comments. If you've been watching us this deep, we appreciate each Thank and every one of y'all. People in the comments, people doing their thing on the podcast. It's been uh, it's been Big Baby J, Big Stopper. It was Bovice. Appreciate y'all, and we yes, out. Man. Before we go, before we go, go I want to say yes, sir, something sir. a little, something a little positive yeah. to kind of end this. Um, go ahead, brother. So I I made a little short film over the last year. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, the film is about summer. Mm. Uh, I know it's cold as hell. I hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Just know that we're having a winter storm outside. Reason, bro. So if you're missing that warmth, missing the sun from uh, summer, check out the short film. It's called Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I'll get uh, cousin to put it in his. Uh, it's gonna be in there. It's gonna be there. Gonna be in, there. In, in the bio there. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Um, it was fun. It's my first little kind of thing that I put together with some friends. Uh, shout out to Luke Meneki. Shout out to Katie. Um, yeah, I, I think it's you know it was fire, man. Don't yeah. be humble. It was dope. Oh, thank you. It's going to be in the bio. It's going to be in the comments. So, yeah, check it out. You know, get a little bit of sun just to kind of remind you that the summer is, it will come. It will come. It will come. We just got to get through a few months. Uh, And the summer will be here. The summer will be here. We'll be able to enjoy it, you know, be outside and uh, the rest of it. So, and and since y'all support me, y'all better run it up. I better see numbers. Numbers, nigga. Numbers. You know what I mean? It's a great, great short movie, short film. We appreciate y'all spending time with us. And uh, podcast audience, same thing. Uh, I'm going to put it in the bio as well. Appreciate y'all. It's been a big broadcast, episode 68. And we out, bro. Deuces. Out. Yes, sir.